Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash iron from using upside to help pay for a vacation later this year download the free upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas use promo code game to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank you can cash out anytime right to your bank paypal or a gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code game for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank that's code game for a 25 cents per gallon bonus Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void. Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice. Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between. Yeah, it's all that. And we're down with Fightful, better fall back. Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat. No need to double check, these are all facts. You're listening to us talk raps. You're listening to us talk raps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk raps. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk raps. Good morning. Uh, salutations. Uh, I was sitting here chuckling while the theme song was going through because the first thing I saw 
with someone saying it's a weird week to be a Drake fan. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, this, this is the wrestling podcast. Uh, this is Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay. And of course, I am here with my co-host, Righteous Reg. What's going on, bro? In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Yes, we don't talk about hip-hop. Drake ruined hip-hop for the week, the month, the year, forever. I don't know, Phil. And yes, whoever said that, you are correct. It's weird. I got on the internet that day, and it was nothing but Cody, Rock, Roman talk. And I was like, I'm done for today, dude. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And then I get on there and I see the Drake talk and then I'm like, you know what? Maybe this Cody Rock and Roman talk ain't so bad. Let's maybe get back into it because I'm not trying to I'm not trying yeah. to talk about that at all. Whoever whoever made that uh, Drake the Snake <laughs> meme that's also going around that John Cena put on his Instagram. I was just like, does John Cena even know what I, <laughs> do? I think he just thought it was like a bar. You know what I mean? Because like oh. he was like, no, nah, this is this is some cool photoshopping. You know what did. I mean? Let me yeah, throw this I'm on the like, gram. Like, I don't know if he uh, really know why he's sharing this. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Uh, yeah. I, I have no idea what actually happened with Drake. Um, uh, Burton Jean, yay is trending because uh, the Vultures album dropped last yeah. night or this morning um, mm-hmm. on all your DSPs. If you are uh, interested in that, I have not listened to it. Don't really plan to listen to it. Not interested at all. Don't know nothing about it. I seen. Um, Ozzy. <laughs> I seen. I seen Ozzy was going at your boy. Mm-hmm. Listen, clear clear samples, man, and more more than just clear your samples because that's the business side of it. Get the okay from the artist. Don't Come just on, use bro. artist music without getting the okay. Like this, nah, it's like that. there there was a time in hip hop. Like we know famously, De La Soul and their album. They put out this album and didn't really know much about these samples. And then now they're still dealing with these sample yeah. clearances and issues to this day. There used to be a time where you could put out an album and maybe like get around it, maybe like trick somebody or they wouldn't hear it. There's no way you're going to put out an no. Ozzy Osbourne sample in 2024 no. and he's not going to know about it instantly. Yeah. Uh, wait, Fazeo, is that true? It's been removed from DSPs already? I wouldn't doubt it. You know how Kanye does with I was surprised that it released, honestly, because you know how he does. Like He might have released it and heard it and been like, I don't like this hi hat in this. Take the whole thing down. Take, take the snares out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, in in, uh, in other news, uh, rest in peace to Jay Dilla. Passed away 18 years ago today, uh, three days after his birthday, February 7th. His birthday was Wednesday this week. Yeah. Um, of course, monumental album dropped on his birthday 18 Man. years ago as well. Uh, Donuts is a classic, in my opinion. Uh, very impactful album. Um, I was going on a whole... <laughs> trip down memory lane listening to a Wednesday and tweeting about it because I was like, man, just so many things uh, were going on for me when I discovered this album. But uh, rest in peace to the genius Jay Dilla. Also, same day as his birthday, uh, Japanese producer Ujabez. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace to Ujabez as well. Yeah, rest in peace to Dilla. Like, I always say the greatest are who the greatest say are the greats. So yes. like the greatest producers of all time, the greatest hip hop producers are like my favorite pr- hip hop producer of all time is Dilla. I mean, is sorry. Dilla is inspired by is Q-Tip and Q-Tip was in the game before D- 
Dilla got here. And he's like, no, Dilla's the greatest. Like he did, he took what I did and made it even better. And like every producer that you hear that's super dope, they all say the same. This guy came out and changed the whole game. Like the game was going a certain way. He came out with his beats and everybody was like, wow, what is, who is this guy? Where did he come from? What is he doing? One of the greatest of all times that Donuts album is insane. If you could want to listen to an album that doesn't have any raps on it and like you want more of just the beats like that's something special and dilla was that guy rest in peace happy birthday all that yeah uh all-time great album donuts um i had more than one song off donuts as my ringtone for a long time um and i was was ringtones yeah i mean (laughs) which is a wild time to think about like Ring like that's that's how you knew a song was hot at one point that it was yeah. like the number one ringtone or some bullshit. Um, that's wild. But yeah, like also like just the link to all of the guys that at that time were on Adult Swim and like the Dilla stuff was on Adult Swim mm-hmm. constantly. Doom was constantly on Adult Swim. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys that at that time period I was listening to a lot. Danger Mouse. Um, yeah. Well, to just really think about how much Adult Swim influenced, because uh, I, I mean, I was an insomniac for a lot of my college years. So I used to have Adult Swim on constantly. <laughs> college years, it seems like that's still a, a constant theme in your life, Mister Philip Lindsay. You don't be going to sleep. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, is, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. As for say, it was saying it just popped up on 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 twitter as of eight minutes ago it has been removed oh from streaming platform i'm telling you dude his his releases never go That's as weird. they do i'm telling you like when they were when people were talking about it on twitter last night i was like this is surprising i'm surprised they actually got that out especially with the aussie stuff and how whatever that listening thing like i don't really be keeping up too much but then I get online and everybody's like, I like this song. I like this. I like this. I'm like, oh, it came out. That's a surprise. But yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, if you want to listen to Vultures, uh, hopefully you downloaded it or got your uh, mm. I, I would never vouch for illegal things on this podcast. Hopefully you got your, your streams in <laughs> uh, because uh, it sounds like it is gone, man. Well, um, if it's out, if it came out, it's out somewhere. It's know? out. It, it's definitely yeah. somewhere if you want to hear it. Um, but yeah, again, happy birthday, rest in peace to Dilla. Happy birthday, rest in peace to New Jabez. Um, I think Big Pun might have d- died on February 7th, too. It's a wild really? day. I think so. Yeah, it's a crazy day for hip-hop. Um, but, yeah, we got a ton of uh, wrestling news because apparently after we got off this podcast, uh, a lot of things happened, like, in succession. Um, it was a... It was a wild week for wrestling. <laughs> this new this, this year will not calm down with wrestling news. It has just been tons yeah. of news on top of news. It's just where do we even start? Honestly, like there's so many every day. It's like, like I was talking about the Scott Demore thing with someone, and I was like, that's like the tenth biggest thing that happened this week, and that's like a giant thing. Like if it just happened on its own, we'd be like, we could talk a whole podcast about just that. But it's like in the midst of so many other wild things going on at the same time. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, I guess we could start, start with uh, some of the firing news. Um, Cause that is uh, definitely some of the biggest news of this week. Um, mm-hmm. 
Don't let anybody fool you. The lawsuit news with Vince is also still biggest. very some of the Number biggest one. news this mm-hmm. year. Uh, we're still hearing more about that. We got uh, some more stuff coming from John Laurinaitis' camp um, with uh, regards to Ashley Massaro, which was uh, very disheartening <laughs> to see um, for him to admit that they knew about the claims about rape and uh they're just now saying it now it's it's really sad um i wish people more people spoke up for ashley then um i hate that it's it feels like it's being used as like a weapon or like a yeah look i I knew like and like you wait they knew like that means that you knew then too dude you know what i mean like it's it's all pretty nasty yeah his lawyer went on to say that uh we're not going to call the call this a cover-up we don't want to use the term cover-up but i'm like yeah but you also didn't speak up for this woman at all um yeah so you know rest in peace to actually masaro you know uh good vibes to her family hopefully you know they're doing well i know it probably can't feel good to see um your loved one or your friend's name coming up in the news for this kind of stuff and then it's stuff that you know you wish you could have you know fought and you know stood up for her for while she was here um yeah just nasty all around some of the other stuff around this lawsuit that has been coming up this week some people's takes on it has also been kind of gross awful we shouldn't all have a podcast even legends they should take your podcast away if you're a legend can't happen anymore it's 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 just been a it's been a lot but uh uh getting into the rossi ogawa news uh that was definitely one of the biggest news stories uh, coming out of the weekend. Uh, Rossi Ogawa's contract was terminated by stardom. Um, that news dropped, like I said, over the weekend. Um, <laughs> and uh, Twitter proceeded to Twitter. Uh, um, it turned into people speculating as to why he got got uh, let go. Uh, Tony Khan started doing some tweets. And then that sent people into more speculation because then people uh started to wonder all right is that why we didn't get some of the stardom wrestlers over here um for forbidden door or more AEW shows is that why the relationship between them seemed a bit stalled um i can't say for sure if that's what caused it i do think that there was there was interest on AEW side you could tell that there was because even at the first forbidden door um i was in a press conference because it was here in Chicago at the United Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked after after the show, was there any interest to use anyone from stardom? And Tony said he it, there was, and he said that uh, they had reached out in attempts to get some wrestlers from stardom. Um, and that had been a prevailing question for the next Forbidden Door as well, and that had been kind of a thing that had been discussed more and more. Uh, Megan Bain had gone over to stardom. You had seen things where they were, using wrestlers over there from AEW, you had seen mm-hmm. you had seen some progress with it but it always seemed a little bit like tense for whatever yeah. reason and you kept seeing rumors online about this person doesn't like that person or this person doesn't get along with that person um i don't know exactly what's true here but that is a heck of a coincidence that all of a sudden <laughs> that uh, rossi's out and certain things are being said uh that also led to the fightful select report um and some other reports where uh the notion is that he was terminated because uh he had dealings with wwe behind bushy roads back now i don't know all of the facts about that i don't Whoa. know the tr- i don't know the total truth about that but again people started running calling him a mole the, the espionage jokes were get going off uh some of the tony uh gifs 
were <laughs> implying that. Um, so in some ways it was a funny night, but in other ways it was a little worrying for me because um, if you don't know anything about Rossi, Rossi is the founder of Stardom. This isn't just founder. Like this isn't like he's just an exec that works there. Um, he's the founder of that company, and um, a lot of the wrestlers on that roster. Uh, they attribute their career to him. They're loyal to him. And so when you take him away, I'm just like, all right, what does this mean for this promotion? Because um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I don't, I, I just can't picture this this promotion without him. Because I mean, he's ever present in all the shows. He was ever present at a lot of the uh, media around it. Um, every single time there was a championship match, of course, it starts with him standing in a ring, holding the ring with his with his nice suits and his. He's fedora. almost like the face of uh, Stardom <laughs> as the, the man. Yeah, he's the face of Stardom. So it's just wild to think about Stardom without him. Um, and we already gotten talks about possibly some women leaving because they're loyal to him. Um, we've gotten uh, some people confirming that they're going to stay. I think Mike has confirmed she's staying. Tam Nakano. Um, but it's worrying. Um, this is the start of this year for Japanese wrestling is worrying. You got Okada leaving New Japan. You got this news with stardom. Um, all Japan's in kind of a weird place. Uh, Noah's in a weird place. Um, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, you know, uh, seeing the things in the light, I think, Phil, like knowing this Rossi news happened, uh, knowing kind of like the talks that have been around Julia knowing that what went on with Kyrie, it's like in the light, these things look a lot, lot crazier. Cause like we were with the AEW thing, we kept questioning, like, why isn't there more presence of stardom in, um, especially Forbidden Door specifically, but just in general, like you would think with the crossover and the, the things that could happen that they should be happening. But then we would constantly hear like little rumors of stuff, being weird and be just kind of blow, blow it off like all right i guess that's not gonna happen and then so tony starts tweeting you're like oh okay this uh yeah this got, is interesting <laughs> got, got spicy real quick but you do bring up a good point because um if if you do wonder if there's any legitimacy to the idea that he was speaking to wwe behind bushy Rhodes back um yeah it, it does make you think about the EO situation. Yeah. Remember at one point, um, there was the rumor that EO was going to go back to Japan yep. and then EO came out and quickly said that that wasn't true. Nope. It wasn't so much that she said it wasn't true. She came out and put an emoji out that implied yeah. it wasn't true. Um, but it, there were, there were a lot of inclination that it seemed like she was going back. Um, and then you had the stuff with Kyrie where, um, it was just kind of like all of a sudden Kyrie's coming, leaving, stardom and then all of a sudden she's just back with ww the stuff with julia is also a bit um bizarre because uh she didn't she didn't do what a lot of wrestlers now that are going to become free agents are doing and go get an agent to try and go get this deal in america right um and you know the implication here is that you know he was trying to be an in-between between between he's the agent and wwe (laughs) now again don't know that to be true but that has been that has been reported and so Mm. and and it seems like a kind of thing where they're smoking their fire and i also uh 
Shout out to Lyric. She did a Spaces uh, right after this news dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a crazy night because it was like the whole thing was happening as well. The whole <laughs> Grammy speech was happening. Oh, and, and that the, about Hove. And the Rossi Gowan news dropped, and I was kind of like, whoa, and whoa, Killer whoa. Mike. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. One thing at a time. It's just a lot, a lot happening at once. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, in that spaces, I was saying that uh, I don't think anybody should be surprised that he's linked in any way to WWE. Yeah, come on, not he, surprising at all. He has spoken about how WWE inspires like his presentation more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, when he talked about uh, making women's wrestling more than six foot. Oh, your sound went out. I think. Sorry. Yeah, you're Can back. You hear me? Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, when he talked about uh, making the move to emphasize women's wrestling with Bushi Road. Um, he talked about how much the women's revolution inspired him and how much yep. women main eventing WrestleMania was part of the thing that inspired him. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's that much of a surprise that he would have some ties to WWE. Now, I don't know if I believe that means he's going to go over there and work for WWE because that would be unheard of. Like, um, WWE having a Japanese executive has never happened. That's not, and I mean, that's not to say that it can't happen. Um, this would actually be a very savvy move on Triple H and the regime over there's part to bring Smart. in somebody, uh, that can help them bring in more Joshi talent. And, you know, especially somebody with like Rossi that women are loyal to that women trust. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know if I would jump into that conversation just yet. Of course, that's what uh, Sean reported that he may be WWE bound. Yeah, um, Meltzer seems to think that that's not true. He reported that he's not. There's also uh, the rumors that he's going to start his own promotion. Yeah, uh, which I'm more inclined to believe. I think that there is a chance he's going to start his own own promotion, which is just wild to think about. He's not going to be a part of stardom which was his promotion that he started. Like, He's going to start another promotion I'm to so combat confused. stardom. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think there's a world where he starts another promotion and that promotion is a lot more uh, friendly, quote unquote, with WWE. There's more of a partnership between them and WWE. I think that that is very much possible. This is all, just like you're saying, the Japanese scene this year has been thrown into a whirlwind. Like, you know what I mean? Losing quite possibly the biggest star in Okada, this news, and everybody just kind of being in a, a a rebuilding phase, I guess you want to say. At this point, like, it, you have to. You don't really have a choice. Um, this The biggest Japanese women promotion being a part of this is also very weird because, like, you, you keep hearing stories from the wrestlers coming out of some of them being like, I was thrown off. I didn't know anything about this. Others being yeah. like, ah, okay, it's another day in the office. And then like everybody's on some different kind of plane about where they, where they at with this. So this it's so weird, man. And then the news yeah. of him p- possibly going to WWE is like, what man? Like, what do you mean? Like that doesn't even sound right. And they, they, they always had kind of talked about this NXT Japan expansion or whatever. And it's like, damn. And they, they have this, Thing with all japan too so it's like bro what's going on phil it's, it's too much news for me it's too much going on i'm interested seriously though like where does julia land with this because also they were saying if he does start the promotion she could kind of be there to kick start the whole thing you know be the face of it to launch it and it's like well what a, does that do for american things but then she also said that she would still like to be a big japanese star so it's like what 
where is this going to land? Where do you think that that he's going to go, Phil? You, you you're in on this uh, him getting a new him starting a new promotion because that's like, well, why would you leave? Why would you be doing that work for that if you're just going to start a new promotion? It's like I feel like if you're doing this work, that would make me believe that you're going to go to WWE more than anything. Um, well, I think the the question here because there's 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 plenty of this plenty to this story that we don't know. And that's, of course, with every story. Uh, we hear maybe 30, 40% of what is actual factual. Exactly. Um, and so there, there's plenty to this that we don't know. Um, I, we don't know why he was trying to facilitate why yeah. <laughs> uh, moves for, for the wrestlers to WWE. Now, we know that there are quite a few Japanese wrestlers that want to come stateside. Yeah. You said that many times. Uh, we've heard that from other wrestlers. Um, so I, I don't know what his intentions are, and I, I, I am not confident enough to speak on that. I, I don't, I don't want to just say that it was totally nefarious. Now, it is wild to be going <laughs> around your parent company's back <laughs> to facilitate these moves. That is crazy. Uh, but again, I, I just don't know what happened here. Um, I, I'm, I more believe that he's going to start his own promotion than I believe yeah. he's going to go to WWE. And I do think that if he does that, that 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 company can in some ways, I don't want to say work as a feeder. I don't really like that word um, because that insinuates that he's not going to try and start a like serious promotion. But I do think that there is a world where he starts a promotion and more wrestlers from his company um, go to WWE or you see more things like partnerships or things like um, what we saw with all Japan where maybe somebody from NXT uh... comes over to the Japan and works at his promotion. I can see that happening. You saying this out loud is making a lot more sense. Like, I'm like, why would he leave? Like, if he leaves uh, stardom and starts his own promotion, then he could do the dealings without having to any repercussions or anything for anybody. He could just like, look, we got this promotion. I'm over here training your future stars, essentially. We don't, we're not saying feeder system, but like, I have a system over here where you could grab women from and we don't have to deal with anybody else. Like, straight yeah. from me to you. Yeah, so, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, and uh, the reason I don't like the word feeder is it insinuates that he's only, you know, training and building up these women to come For that. stateside. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's more it's more like he is presenting the opportunity if that's something that they would want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, again, I could see that being a possibility. I'm not sure. And, I mean, I think one of the, the, the wildest things about this as well is the news that he's not going to have a backer if he starts his own promotion. It's going to be self-funded. I was like, okay, man, get, get your shit off. Like, I don't, I don't need none of your help. I got my own back. Um, and that's that's most wonder who's going to be sending them checks over. Uh, but, you know, well, apparently it's self-funded because this is money he made off of the sale to Bushi Road. Um, so, hey, man, I mean, if he got it like that, he got it like that. I mean, that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, wow. Got a whole bunch of checks made out from Paul. Who's Paul? <laughs> I don't know anything about these. Uh, I don't know anything about these allocations. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. Um, Just cash a check, man. I don't got time for this. <laughs> um yeah, but the wild, wild news coming out of this week. Uh, man, of course, all all the props in the world to Rossi for what he did with stardom. He changed uh, the game. From its inception on, uh, he built a incredible promotion uh, that was making a lot of noise coming into this year. I feel like yeah. stardom was red hot coming into this, uh, into this year. 
um, you know, of course, outside of the injuries and some of this stuff, but um, you were seeing more stardom news and you were seeing more buzz around stardom in 2023 and 2022 than you have seen in a long time. Um, and I think that that's a good indication of what he built. And I mean, the fact that you see so many wrestlers that can come from there and come here are successful. Mm-hmm. Um, like the main three, like they're three musketeers, so to speak. Um, of course, they were never caught that, but like their three main stars and EO and Kyrie, how they've had success here. And then Mayu, of course, didn't come over here and sign with a big company, but she had a run with ROH for a minute. She's known here. She's wrestled at Madison. Square she Garden. could have signed a contract if she wanted to. At this yeah, point. absolutely. And so um, I think that speaks to a lot of the work that he's done with the women over there. And there's a reason why a lot of the women trust him. Um, yeah. You know, I hope off of this feel that with stardom, because like you're saying, a lot of them women's wrestlers have went from Japan to America but I know a lot of young women's wrestlers here in America that have been inspired and want to go to Japan yes. to wrestle for stardom. Some of our favorites, Nyla, Trish, uh, Thunder Rosa, like all these people have been wanting to do the opposite of what they're doing and go to Japan and have these great runs. And Sasha's even talked about it. Mercedes has even talked about it. Like it's like he he created this thing of women wanting to go over there and test themselves and and enter the Japan system and have these amazing matches that I hope doesn't get lost in this shuffle. Like I hope stardom doesn't end up being like he starts this new promotion and then everybody just wants to go there. And then stardom's just like this bastard child on the, on the side because stardom is so important to the structure of women's wrestler as a whole at this point. And we can't lose that. Yeah. uh, That part of it is very worrying to me. Um, I, I saw a lot of people that were trying to trash Rossi on this, and I'm like, yeah, a lot of these people don't understand a lot of work that he's put in. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that that's necessarily fair to him. Um, but, you know, it's the Internet. The Internet don't care yeah. about what's fair. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I am very concerned about what this means for stardom going forward. Um, uh, we got the news that Bushi Road and – some of their execs there are going to move in and start doing the booking and things and that oh. uh, that that is like I said that is very worrying um this is like the the, the TNA situation is so similar you know what I mean it in is, like all it's, aspects it's uh it, it's worrying man i i hope that they have a plan moving forward um to replace Rossi and i don't know what how this do you like. replace <laughs> I, but that's why I'm like I don't I don't know that you can replace Rossi and then like and that that's just that's glossing over the fact that there are women that may possibly leave. We heard that news that they're giving women the deadline um, to give their announcement that they plan to leave or stay, which just like asking the wrestlers to pick a side is very odd. Mm. Um, no good, not a good uh, sign. A lot, a lot of this stuff just seems very very messy, and of course I'm not the most. Um, well-versed guy with like the politics of this and everything but just from afar it just looks very strange and uh, i i just hope that uh a the wrestlers there land on their feet i hope that the that stardom as a promotion um recovers from this and continues to do well uh but boy i i i am worried (laughs) (laughs) it's like the top stars over there are gonna be fine like they could all they could either transition to Rossi's promotion, um, stay and still kind of put over stardom or get stuff other places 
It's really like the young wrestlers that we would see in those early matches in the show and the ones that are on the come up that I'm worried about because like those are the ones that could quickly get lost in the shuffle. And they were like, we're on a great trajectory, like you said, coming into this year. They're announcing all these shows, these sellouts. They're in different markets out in Japan and like they're expanding. And like it seemed like they're on a good, good trajectory. And now it's like, well, what the hell's going to happen now? Yeah, they have a U.S. show this year. Yeah. Um, And when you think about it, like by by March, Julia's contract is up, I believe. Um, um, And I don't know how many other contracts are up by then. I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know who's going to be on this card in April. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They haven't even announced. They haven't announced anything. It was kind of like they probably were waiting around, too. I'm assuming like, hey, are you guys going to like. Tell us what talent's going to come over. And they're like, it's crazy over here. We can't. Uh, but also on the backs of that, have they announced anything for these current shows that Stardom has coming up? Because I remember uh, this week it's been like, well, they haven't announced anything. No wrestlers that are going to be present. No matches. No nothing. Like, yeah. I'm sure if they're going to be moving into Bushi Road, people coming to help. Like, w- you know what I mean? Like, what the hell? They don't. Well, it's very confusing situation. It's wild. Yeah, I, I don't know what any of this means. Um, crazy, crazy night. Um, uh, wow. But, yeah, as as stated, this did happen the same night as the Grammys. Uh, we did get uh, some wild happenings that night. We got Killer Mike sweeping the rap category, winning mm-hmm. Best Rap Album. And then you yep. had these young young dudes on Twitter doing the, who's Killer Mike? Which is crazy. Uh, like, I, let's not do that. I, I don't really care for some of Mike's politics these days. I don't okay. listen... I don't listen to all of his music like I used to. I was never like this huge Run the Jewels fan, but as somebody that's seen this guy uh, be a part of this uh, industry for so long, um, from like the, the features on the Outcast records, the features yeah. on Hove records, like this guy has like legendary features coming up, and mm-hmm. he had a run just with the Run the Jewels stuff alone. He's got some great solo stuff. So I was just happy for him on that level. He deserves this. This guy's been grinding for a long time. Yeah, this is, uh, I think we probably heard his first verse in like 1998, and he's been yeah. like on the grind super hard every single year since then. He's like, like you said, I don't listen to a lot of Killer Mike. I haven't even listened to this Grammy woman winning Michael. album michael in full um but like i understand i think he always kind of um i listened to the the drink champs interview with Ludacris, and he tells a story about release therapy he's like when i was making release therapy i want i made it with the intent to win a grammy he was like i had been to all these award all these grammys and hove and dmx and eminem and kanye he's like all these guys are slaughtering me he's like so i went into the studio with the intention of making an album that was going to win a Grammy. I feel like that's exactly what Killer Mike did. He went into the studio and was like, this is the album that's going to win me a Grammy. I'm tired of these people saying, all these rappers are better than me. I'm tired of these (laughs) fly-by-night rappers coming and winning this album and never being heard again. Like, I've been here grinding for so long. I deserve this, and I earned this. And so shout-out to Killer Mike for, like, executing a vision, it feels like. But then, Phil, like, we're all celebrating this victory of Killer Mike, and then they're like, oh, actually, Killer Mike got arrested. And we're like, wait, what? So (laughs) 
again, just a lot of things happened that night. Cause <laughs> we got the Rossi news that night. But like, as I was watching the Mike stuff, because I didn't watch the Grammys live, I was just kind of like watching clips as they came out. Right. And I, I saw his acceptance speech, and I thought his acceptance speech was hella dope too. Him getting mm-hmm. up there and saying like, "Don't ever let anybody tell you you're too old. Don't right. ever let anybody tell you it's too late." Inspiring. I, I thought that that was dope. Again, I don't agree with everything the guy says and no, does. No, he be wilding sometimes. But I I thought that that was dope. And I, 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 no matter what you think of the guy, I think that he's well-spoken. I think that he's uh, very educated on a lot of yeah. things. Um, he's hip-hop, and, but he's also like on some wild shit like Charlamagne. I think your sound went out again. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> okay. Uh, but so, yeah, I, for whatever reason, like, uh, after that, then all these clips come out about him being taken out in the cuffs. So I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. A <laughs> wait, wait a minute. He just won. Like, I, just I feel say- like I just had watched the, his acceptance speech, and I was like, that's pretty good. And then one minute later, he's in cuffs. I'm like, what kind of a transition is this? This is legitimately <laughs> the biggest night of his career. I just seen the man with three Grammys in his hand, yeah. and now I'm, like, seeing him getting, like, carted out in cuffs. I was like, yo, what happened? And the wildest thing for me is I kept looking, like, at all these sources. I was like, why did he get arrested? And nobody had the no. Nobody like, had details story. on it until yeah. like the next day. I guess like he got into, well, him and his camp got into like a um, back and forth with a security guard. I guess the security guard ended up getting shoved, and then <laughs> I guess like she landed on her hand or something. She. <laughs> this this is what was in there, and Hold so on a minute. and so uh, I guess like they called the police after that, and he got arrested. Oh. Now I don't know that he pushed the woman down. I don't know if somebody in his entourage pushed the woman down. Woman ended up on the ground injured, and he got arrested. Um, that's the small details about it. I know. Um, I don't know if there's more to this than that. But what the hell? Wild. It was that he got arrested, and then. Lisa Ann got arrested the same like, wait, okay, Lisa Ann's in New York across the country, and she's also getting arrested, uh, being on her phone at a comedy show. I'm like, no, 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 she did nothing wrong. Yeah, she wasn't on her phone. She was not on her phone. How could you get Lisa Ann arrested, dude? What's going on here? I don't really no, understand what's I, going I've on I've seen here. that clip like a thousand times of her getting taken out, and... um. I never would just laugh at anybody in their like worst moments. Yeah, getting but, arrested is terrible. But but getting arrested and then it almost seemed like it turned into a musical where she was like singing <laughs> on the way out. She was like, "I'm Lisa Ann. I did nothing wrong. I'm getting arrested. I was here to see Matt Rife, and I go to jail." <laughs> <laughs> When I saw the Lisa Ann thing, I'm like, oh, all right, it's time to put my phone down. There's way too much going on right now. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, hey, yo. So, I, <laughs> for sale. Was somebody talking crazy? <laughs> for sale. Ironically, this isn't the first time I've seen Lisa Ann in handcuffs. Oh, yo. Oh, yeah. Hold okay. on. All right. Yeah. <laughs> It's right out there with it. It's right out there with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, 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 yeah. Hopefully, Lisa Ann is is doing well. Um, but yeah, in the moment, um, that clip uh, tickled me pretty good. I laughed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty wild. But then the Grammys got even more interesting because uh, one of the greatest rappers of all time got an award. Was this Dr. Dre? 
humanitarian award or some kind of wild shit that they give to Jay-Z. Jay-Z comes on stage with his daughter Blue. It's crazy that it, these rapper kids, like when Yo. we hear about them in their their mom's belly and then we hear raps about them being a child, a baby, and then now we see them on stage being grown up. It's like we're, we're time. Old, <laughs> we're, we're old, old man. <laughs> we're old. Uh, Blue Ivy is uh, just turned 12, I believe. Oh, uh, 12? Just, tur- just turned 12. Uh, same, same. Uh, no, next month. I think it's January seventh. I was about to say Bro. February seventh. I think it's January seventh. Uh, but just turned tw- just turned twelve. Um, twelve, man. And just like seeing her, she looks so grown up, man. Like wow. Uh, but but Hove uh, Hove got up there and shook the table. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Once um, again, well deserved uh, acknowledgement. He's uh, one of the most uh, nominated artists in the history of the Grammys. I think that that is important <laughs> to put that part on it. Cause I don't think people realize that. I think he's got something like 88 nominations or something like that. Yeah. Which is, and I think he's tied with Beyonce to no mm-hmm. surprise. Um, but uh, that's a lot of nominations and he only has like 20 something or something like that. Right. 20, 20 something awards. Um, yeah. But he got up there and he shook the table. He told some truths. Uh, he was just like, you know, I just want y'all to get it right. He talked about uh, Will Smith boycotting. He talked about his own boycott in 1998. And that was the part I agreed with the most when he was saying that he didn't go in 98 because he felt like it was wrong that the that X wasn't nominated. Yeah, that was you, his year. If you know your rap history, man, 1998 was DMX's year. That was his coming out year. He had two number one albums that year. The only rapper to date that has had two number one albums in a year. For him to not have an album nominated for best rap album, to to not be nominated at all is just wrong. Um, So, yeah, no, I I agree with a lot of stuff that he was saying, but... um, in whole fashion, he 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 put some some truths in there. He put some good jokes in there. It's but, Hove. But I thought the other party said at the end, um, some people are not gonna like it. But I thought again, it, it was kind of inspiring for me for him to say, you know, keep showing up, man. Like even mm-hmm. if it's not right, keep showing up until they give you your flowers, till they tell you you're the, you're the best, till they tell you up. that you deserve to be here. Now I know that some people will not like the idea of seeking validation. Yeah. Um from certain people. Um but um I I I liked the speech a lot and I, I I agree with a lot of what he said and I thought it was inspiring. Um I mean a lot of people are like, shut up, dumb billionaire, and I'm like, All right, I get it. I, okay, I mean okay. I'm sure if some people will feel that way, yeah. but um Hove is Hove is it's Hove. one of the greatest of all time in my It's hip hop, man. He's I can't hip-hop. like I understand all that, but I'm just keeping it to these records. And again, I'll say it as someone who has done this rap shit for 20 years, knowing that he went in there. I don't know. There's they talk all the time about how he did it. He went in there just off the dome. Essentially, he punched in whatever, however he got them verses on the record. No one has done it like that and no one can do it like that. He's the greatest of all time to me. I think that the greatest rap album of all time is Illmatic, but I think the greatest rapper of all time is Hope. So, yeah, I shout can't. Out, shout out to Hope, man. man. Uh, uh, I I don't like that uh, some of these awards that we see greats get are like lifetime achievement awards, right? <laughs> and they're not they're not the awards when they should have gotten them. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's dope that he got this award. I am trying to do my research to 
in the moment to see what the name of the award is, so I'm not saying it wrong. The Dr. Uh, J, blah, blah, blah. Because NWA also got an award, another one of those like, oh, yeah, you're NWA, here's an award, even though you should have got one back then. It's like, cool, but also like, bro, man, why are we yeah. taking so long? Yeah, the, the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award, Grammy like, Global Impact Award, uh, awarded for black music creators who whose dedication to the art form has greatly influenced the industry. Why um, don't they have a, uh, one of these awards for white people, Phil? Oh, God, here we go. Uh, during during Black History Month, man, really? Uh, but, no, that's a, look, man. That's Why not, is it there a Kenny Rogers Humanitarian of the Year Award? <laughs> the Kenny Loggins Award, make it out of <laughs> um, uh, But, no, man, this is a historic moment for whole. Again, I, I just wish they would give some of these guys their flowers in the moment give some some of these black artists and and actors and whatever else their flowers in the moment don't wait till later and give them like the lifetime achievement award because i i hate it that's when the oscars did it to angela bassett as well now give her right. give her, her her award she deserved for the movies at the time like yeah i appreciate it but you know like she should have got one of these 30 years ago what do you mean yeah. <laughs> you know but, like what but yeah, shout out to Hove. I thought yeah. that was a great moment for him. Um, I, really, I, I the best part is him shouting out his wife of being like, she has the most nominations ever, and she has the most wins ever, and has never won an album of the year. Like, how much sense does that? Like, even yeah. by your own standards, that doesn't make sense. I was like, that's hard. And, and he's right, Beck. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Gave the album of the year to Beck that year. Like, what the hell was that? Yeah, what? The fuck out like, of here. Why, how does Beck winning this award over Beyonce? What are y'all talking about? It always uh, would end up like that too. Beyonce dominates, and then at the end, this random award, nobody, this random person, nobody ever heard from has won because it feels like the Grammy nomination cast or whatever they're like we gave too many to beyonce we can't also give her this and it's like that's not shouldn't be how it works you know what no. i mean like it's so, the best album it's the best album yeah so of course afterwards he said all of those things and some people were like oh man what is he doing billionaire complaining like don't mm-hmm. you guys have enough you and your money and your beautiful wife and mm-hmm. your um great family with your <laughs> daughter and your twins blah 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 and then they got to the end of the, the night and taylor swift won album of the year and they were like man Maybe Hove was right. <laughs> <laughs> that is how the transition happened, too. It's like, everybody's like, man, shut up, billionaire. You got a fine ass life. Ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. Then Taylor wins, and they're like, all right. <laughs> I see what's yeah. going on here. <laughs> um, yeah. Greg Carter, that is a great point. Hove getting an award named after someone you wrote verses for. <laughs> It's ironic. It That's is some hip hop history, and what? Yeah, like right. It's like wait, he wrote the verses for one of his greatest songs. Some people, a lot of people, are like, still Dre is the song production wise and verse wise, yeah. and it's like Hove wrote that, and he's getting this award for. It's it's crazy how hip hop works, man. It is really crazy how hip hop works. I do. Um, I thought the whole thing was dope, though. Him having blew up there, him giving it yeah. up to his wife, him giving it up for hip hop, um, <laughs> him t- talking about hit both him and uh, Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. They yeah. all boycotted, but then they watched the Grammys on TV afterwards. It's like, that's not really how a boycott works. Hope is so funny, man. Just how yeah. he like, uh, man. <laughs> he's such a like every day, like he's in his position for a reason. He's so yeah. charismatic. You know what I mean? Like he could get any room to do anything because 
of just how he works. Yeah, he, he he said a lot of things that I thought were great, but then he would also throw a bar in there that was kind of funny and kind of like sly at the same time. Like he, mm-hmm. when he was like, I, I don't have to clap, clap for everything. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but he also, and uh, uh, my brother uh, pointed this out um, the second time I watched it. Uh, you could tell when that family member's been doing a little sipping before they get out oh, and yeah, talk yeah. to somebody. Um, mm-hmm. cause he did the classic, um, oh, let me grab my daughter and move him. My yeah, daughter, exactly. <laughs> we had a little taste. It's like, all right, man, like, come on, dad. You're, you're no, embarrassing me. <laughs> seeing him, uh, drinking the Duce afterwards. And then now go, knowing that and going back and seeing Blue's face, it's totally that. It's totally like, dad you're embarrassing me you're drunk like i don't want to be up here you're wild and then he starts going off and she's like i did not think this is what we were gonna do up here <laughs> yeah look i've I've seen all of the family function stuff and i could see the look on her face where she's like dad come on like yeah yeah i, I love you dad come on leave me alone but then when you look at looked at uh beyonce's face when she was like i don't want to embarrass this lady he brought up that part about her she was looking like man if you don't get over here and sit down finish your speech and get over here like what are you doing she did have that look of like, I don't want to say it, but get off of that stage. Get spaceship. down off of this Beyonce stage. was looking like the uh, the rich Texan from The Simpsons, though. I live <laughs> fuck with her. Now. Her outfit was cold, though. Beyonce yeah, is so hard that like she could just stand there and be like she didn't do that. She was just standing there the whole night, and people were talking about her all night. That's how great she is. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, uh, great moment though for hip hop. Yeah. Great moment for Hove. Um, I love it. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we see more of our greats get their flowers um, before they're gone. Like, I, I hate that, like, sometimes, like, even when we were talking about Dilla just now, like, I hate the way some people celebrate Dilla after the fact, the way people celebrate Doom after the fact as well. It's, it's depressing sometimes. Like, give them their flowers while they're here. Uh, I see a lot of people coming out of that. We get the same argument that we've been having for the last 20 years, Phil. Well, why don't we have our own show? And it's like, everybody's always like, well, watch BET. And then everybody's like, everybody has arguments for or against why it's not a thing and it's like well this is why it'll never work because you guys can't even collaborate on one spot to all meet up (laughs) exactly um yeah uh i don't know if you want to get into some supers and humpers before we get into some more firing news don't want to double up on the firing news (laughs) back to black and it's like uh it's been a crazy 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 year man uh yeah let's get into a few super chats of course you guys thank you for submitting super chats and humper chats y'all are great y'all are the greatest we're gonna read the ones here on air as always uh y'all are cool arduit says happy grabster day y'all much love AEW was fire this week hangman and swerve have chemistry like heisenberg good god that's a bar man chemistry like heisenberg mm out there dropping bars today. Yeah, we're going to definitely get more into that in full here in this show very soon. Uh, David Reed said, Seth needs to leave WWE. The Roman Rock Cody story has done nothing to make him look, but nothing but make him look like a dork. Listen, man, we'll get into the kickoff thing, but uh, they had my guy standing up there, man. He was all dressed up. That brother had clean. He had the big bowls on his, on his shoes. And he had nowhere to go. He had nothing to do. He was just standing in the corner hoping somebody pay attention to him. Tough. Tough one. Little bro. They called him little bro and then they made him little bro. Very sad. Uh, Steph the writer says, in a week of craziness, Nana dancing swerve back to life was the best moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo, that was very much something like straight out of an anime. <laughs> Just like, no, you got to get up, swerve. Hit no, man. I saw someone Hilarious, say man. Nana's dance is, Paul, is uh, the Undertaker's urn. I was like, yo, this yo. is... 
That's hilarious. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I am my lucha says, can we talk about my Knicks though? Now we don't want to talk about the Knicks on here. Uh, <laughs> hey man, yeah, Knicks had their uh, had that little win streak going, and then we had to listen to Lakers fans because Lakers beat them to snap their nah. win streak. Um, but yeah, like uh, Knicks are looking good, man. The Knicks are looking a lot better than uh, I expected. They made some good moves as well. Um, uh, before the All Star, not All Star break, but before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, hey man, I don't know if that's gonna get you where you guys want to be in postseason, but we'll see. This is uh, I feel like the Knicks are kind of in the same boat that you guys are, where it's like they. Knicks are different though because I feel like you never get your hopes up Knicks fans are like no we're winning the chip like every time they get on a little streak like they 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 get their hopes up and then it's crushed every time it's so sad I was so offended um I don't know if this person is a listener of this podcast (laughs) but he compared Bulls fans to Cowboys fans. And I was like, no way. I was like, Ooh, wait, every, why did they do that? Every year I have to listen to this is the Cowboys year. That is not how Bulls fans act. Now, no, maybe no. Bears fans are like, ah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it together this year. But no, listen, Bulls fans have been beaten down for a long time. And I do not come into every year thinking this is our year. I, I come in hoping we're going to get some fun games. We're going we're gonna to be competitive. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put I put the Knicks in that place. The Knicks and the Cowboys make a lot more sense because Knicks try to kind of feel like America's team sometimes. I'm like, that makes a lot more sense because they come into the season like, we're going to do it this year. It's New York over everybody. We have all the greatest rappers. Yeah. We started everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, New Yorkers. <laughs> um, but no, man, look, hey, had a good good win this week as well over Minnesota Timberwolves. Kobe came into that fourth quarter and was lights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a nice overtime win out of that one. Man, Kobe White has been, man, one of the highlights of this season, man. Yeah. I very much feel like he should be on the All-Star team, but what can you do? Yeah, shout out to Kobe. And speaking of Kobe, the other Kobe, yesterday was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? I think it was Thursday, actually, because I think it was happening at the same time as the WrestleMania kickoff. They unveiled a new Kobe Bryant statue and all this glory. Actually, they said there's going to be three statues, I think, three in statues. total at the, uh, I don't still, I don't want to call it the Crypto Center. I still want to call it the Staples Center because that's weird. But a uh, new Kobe, Kobe, Bean, <laughs> Kobe Bean Bryant uh, statue. So shout out to that. That's really dope. Yeah. Um, shout out to Kobe's uh, family and uh, loved ones that were in mm-hmm. attendance. Um, it was definitely a great moment to see him commemorated up there. Um in usual Lakers fashion, whenever they do anything to celebrate this man's life, they then proceed to lose. Um. It's, not, it's, it's like a bit at this point. I think they. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but. The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Want, they want sad Kobe <laughs> looking down on them every time. I think it's it's like a bit. I'm like, why y'all do this to him? Because y'all know he would be so upset about this. It's really funny stuff, Lakers, man. Y'all yeah, keep keeping funny, funny group. <laughs> keeping that gif alive of uh, Kobe and his family in the in the dress yeah. clothes walking out of the arena. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, Will Chisholm says, "All I'm going to say is it doesn't look funny. It does look funny that Rossi is starting a new company and Julia going to help him to start the company and then going to WWE. So how long will it take for WWE to work with them?" Um, yeah, man. Uh, it uh, it does look away. That's why I'm it like, there, good. there are coincidences here that um, I don't know, man. It'd be hard to deny, and that's why I'm like, I don't, I don't know all the facts, but I. I don't know, man. It does look away. <laughs> looks crazy. Looks crazy. Look what away. we're presented, I'm like, yo, this looks what? This looks nuts. But you know, we don't know everything. Like Phil said, we probably only know thirty percent of this. But the thirty percent we know is it's it, it looks crazy. <laughs> it looks crazy. Uh, Chris says, "I am afraid Cody will lose to Roman for the second time." We're gonna get into it, Chris. I have a lot of thoughts, brother. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, Devil Kazuya 27 says, better get Hollywood Rock's name at Mania the best. Yeah. Uh, whoever thought up bringing, uh, bringing that Barack um, <laughs> the parody or whatever the hell that was from WWE back to light and put it on Twitter and him coming <laughs> out to the Rock theme, I was just like, this is disgusting. <laughs> like, what? Why, why was this allowed to happen, man? Like, this is awful. There were some wild times that it's like, when they're brought back to light, a lot of stuff is being brought back to light videos. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, that Ashley Masaro video, you saw it? Yeah, it looked real bad. Dude, like, I don't watch a lot of videos that make my stomach turn, but my stomach was turning. Wasn't there a quote that came out from someone um, around the same time that uh, she said that uh they were hazing her kind of over there and that uh paul london was saying that yeah the paul yeah. london quote the paul london quote i think makes that clip look a lot worse yeah it does yeah it's awful terrible stuff uh james stalling says matt rife is so talented he has great stuff yeah that's uh, you like matt rife uh i'm not really familiar with his work but hey lisa mm-hmm. ann is and she was just trying to see his uh she was trying to see his comedy special somebody you know she took her phone out and they called the authorities. <laughs> I mean, I probably would have had eyes on Lisa Ann the whole time, too. So it makes sense. Oh, no, she's doing something. She's doing something. <laughs> I don't know why that was the play. Like, you just, like, go over there and talk to her. I don't know why getting her arrested was the move. 
No, no, no. She did nothing wrong. <laughs> did not touch her phone. She's Lisa Ann. <laughs> You're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Dream Ninja 77 says, hey, Reg, you think the fans still calling this bloodline stuff cinema at this point? Also, Sammy should win the World Heavyweight Championship at Mania. Yeah, they're t- I saw a bunch of people being like, this is the greatest piece of... I saw a bunch of people saying that uh, press conference was the best wrestling thing they ever seen, and I was like, I'm gonna go get a hamburger. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've I seen some sentiment takes out there, um, and I absolutely agree. I think that Sammy should be the guy that wins the world heavyweight championship. Um, of course, now he is out of the running because he lost his elimination chamber match. Bullshit, uh, elimination chamber qualifying match, um, to Randy Orton, but. Last night was so funny of that graphic coming out. People being like, there's going to be 12 people in the Elimination Chamber. I'm like, what is going on, you guys? <laughs> I wasn't watching SmackDown, so I was like, what are these people talking about? <laughs> you got to read these things, man. Gotta, Just you, read. It's not that hard. Context, man. Come on. Uh, Tony P says, Jay was right. It's like Paul Mooney said, nothing can be too black, but everything can be too white. You see it with what HBO is doing in the NFL with fashion, that's what we're doing since the late 90s. Great, great quote from Paul Mooney, man. Yeah. Got a bunch of them. Um, yes, boy says, gentlemen, almost called off work Monday morning. Sick to my stomach. They split up trick, <laughs> trick and mellow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the big news coming out of the pay-per-view on Sunday night. Same yep. night as the Grammys. Uh, a lot of news that night. So, yeah. Uh, I trick- forgot that show was the same night, too. Damn. Uh, trick Williams. uh uh, and Mello lost their match in yeah. the Dusty Finals, and then uh, Trick went on to lose his championship match to Ilya Dragunov. Really good and, match too. And afterwards, uh, Mello turned on him and confirmed that he was the guy that attacked him. And yeah, the, I thought it was a really good uh, turn for Mello. I thought the the attack and stuff, everything was well executed. I didn't see all of the pay per view, but I did watch that stuff, and I thought that that was really good i thought the stuff with uh mellow on nxt the next day i thought it was also good i thought it was really well shot um looking forward to seeing where this is going i'm not the biggest nxt fan but um i think the storyline that they've been doing is really good yo philip Lindsay, trick williams is over like rover big dog oh my god every uh entrance that he's had like people have been going nuts and like coming off this he's gonna be when he they had him offer this week when he comes back dude to you know they always kind of do the same major thing pop is uh mellow's gonna talk shit for a few and keep saying blah 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 and then eventually trick's gonna confront him when trick confronts him it's gonna be out of here this guy is yeah. so over i had been hearing about this and you know because like you said we don't really be watching nxt consistently but every week i was seeing like clips and Booker T's doing this thing like everybody was like oh tricks the guy tricks the guy tricks the guy but seeing this because I reviewed the show with Denise and like I'm like no this guy is like over for reals like not as a joke like some of the false finishes in the title match people were like really wanting trick to win like not like we're just we just like this match like no this is our guy we want him to be the guy so coming out of that I'm like we talked about it multiple times on this podcast like (laughs) trajectories I know like I think they expected Melo to be the one. He's Shawn Michaels' kid at this point. Shawn Michaels' black kid at this point. Like they were <laughs> my like my black son. Yeah, my black, my son. black son. Straight up. 
And then, uh, but then, because it, it was kind of like the Shawn Michaels and Diesel thing of like, Shawn Michaels is really the guy, but Diesel is getting over again. The same kind of thing of like, yeah. Melo's the guy, definitely for sure. He's on his way. But Trick is like, no, Trick's going to like main event WrestleMania at this point, like with how he's going. It's crazy. Yeah. I like, I'm like, I'm not joking. Like with how really? this, how this is going, I could see that shit, Phil. People love this guy. He is fucking over, man. Yeah, he's definitely over. I thought uh I thought he I thought he came off really well. Uh the other funny clip going on around from uh Avengers Day was also uh our guy Way Barrett uh singing along <laughs> to whoop that trick uh chant. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Way Barrett's really good. Uh funny guy, I said uh at the time that it sounded like he uh, turned into Chris Kattan and Undercover Brother for a second. <laughs> he was just like, he was feeling the moment. He was like, yeah, I, I like black people. I like black people. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nah, shout out to Trick and Mellow, man. I think they got a really good storyline going. Uh, I'm like, what see- else happened in that show that I liked? Oba Femi, I like that guy, Oba dude. Femi. He's um, good. He's really good. Hurt heard a lot of good things about that match yeah i, I mean he's in there with dragon lee i'm like you know it's a you don't have to do too much but like also same thing like in a year he's gonna i think he's gonna be the same as trick like with how it's going right now just like yeah. he got a holy shit chant off of like chopping dragon lee and like just his power moves and not even anything like you know we've seen these big guys that start to do like hurricane ranas and flips and shit. he don't do none of that he's just like big power bombs and press slams and shit and people are like this guy's the guy. So, yeah, they got some people down there that I think that the future looks pretty bright. I mean, the women I think that they're developing is probably their ceiling feels higher with what they're mm-hmm. doing up in NXT. But the they got a couple of guys down there that I think, too, are going to be the future. But like seeing like Roxanne and and Tiffany Stratton, I'm like, yo, the women are probably going to be the ones in the future here. Yeah. Good show. Um, Shanika says, "Hello, Shanika. Happy guys. Uh, ha- hey guys, happy Saturday. Um, Hangman and Swerve can fight forever, in my opinion. And Brian Keith finally getting the graphic. Let's fucking go. Orange Cassidy versus Ishii will be fun tonight. Yes, the homie finally, officially, Brian Keith is all elite after a really, 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 really times a thousand great match with Eddie Kingston." On an episode of Collision, they put up the graphic in the air. I tweeted about a month ago for everyone to be patient because every time he would have a match, people would be like, sign Brian Keith, sign Brian Keith, sign Brian Keith, sign Brian Keith, sign Brian Keith. You guys, just be patient. Also, every wrestler doesn't need an all-elite graphic. I know they set this precedent. I know it's a good bit. People like it. But, like, every single wrestler doesn't have to have one because – they're already signed. They don't even need to like, it's just like uh, uh, a reassurance for you. And it's like, that. I understand, but like, we don't have to be reassured that every single wrestler that's wrestling and getting matches every single week on the show, we don't have to be like, we have to know that they have a contract. They're just here. They're already seeing it's already happening. So it's great to see that. I love the reception, but like, Let's not have to do that every time because I was seeing it with Queen Amanada. They announced they were like, oh, Queen Amanada signed and people were still like, we need a graphic. Dude, they said that she signed. Why do you need a graphic? Dude? She's going to get the announcement, the graphic eventually. <laughs> it seems like they usually save the graphic for like a big moment or something like that. Cause they did that for Brian here where Brian had to fire a match with uh, Eddie Kingston and they wanted to give it to him when he was having a moment. Um, 
but yeah, shout out to Brian, man. Shout Very out to happy BK, for though. him. Uh, yeah. Big moment for him. Just came back from Japan as well. He's crushing it, man. I don't want to say see. that I uh, told you so, but I did make a list. It's called the BW500, the 2023 edition. And number one on that list, Brian Keith, when that list came out, there were a whole bunch of people being like, who's Brian Keith? Why would this guy be over this? He'd never been at WrestleMania. He's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just watch, dude. This guy is the best fucking wrestler there is. And now to see it on display every week is amazing. Um, and yeah, tonight, OC and Ishii, like, there's an insane New Japan show happening across the pond tonight. But they sent one of their heavy hitters over here to help uh, AEW. So, man. Yo, I was looking at uh, social media before coming on this pond. There's a lot of fucking wrestling happening tonight. Like, a lot. A lot of wrestling. We got Collision. Like you said, Ishii will be wrestling tonight. Um, we also got the New Japan show. Yeah. Um, really in the morning, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, and that will be Osprey's last New Japan match for the foreseeable wow. future. Um, man. I woke up in a panic today, actually, because I thought it was last night. I was like, damn, I didn't watch Brian and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. I got to watch it. And I was like, I didn't have time. But then I was like, oh, no, it's yeah, tomorrow. Brian Zack Sabre Jr., as you said, on that card as well. And then Okada's last match as well. Uh, ending a 17-year run with the Yo, company. Yo. That don't even sound game. right, does, honestly. Does, yeah, I, I just, I'm still processing that. But uh, uh, that should be a good show. Excited for that. Mm -hmm. Okada's last New Japan match. Like, that don't sound right, Phil. Like, my brain's like, shut up, dude. That is, why are you saying that? But, yeah, it's real. Tonight. Him and Osprey. And Osprey did the, they had the press conference. And Osprey was like, I legit thought I would be here forever. Like, it's kind of a surprise to me even that uh, this is going to be one of my last matches. So, yo, tonight's going to be big. I'm going to probably stay up late to watch that. Uh, Corey, and then Corey Davis says, thoughts on Trick Williams and Oba Femi. So we got a little bit into that. Yeah. Um, they both have super high trajectories for me. Um, I could see both of these guys being future world champions which is great for black wrestling and the history and great for these guys because this whole i don't know if these guys are nil guys or that little system that they have oh but like oh but semi's nil oh but yeah yeah like um knowing how that whole thing works and what's going on with that i'm like i don't know bringing in these random blah blah blahs for this it could get kind of weird but it hasn't like that i think they've gotten some success stories and oh if oba's anything for the rest of what this is going to represent they got something really good on their hands yeah shout out to uh black history oba femi is the first nil nil guy to win a championship over let's there. go uh that's dope so i mm -hmm. i'm not sure on trick um yeah i don't i'm not sure on trick but oba sure definitely is an nil guy mm -hmm. yeah that's all of our super chats for now appreciate y'all mm -hmm. mm -hmm. oba <laughs> it's a big uh, brother. <laughs> yeah, very big dude. Um, <laughs> let me get our humper chats in front of me, and then we'll hop into some more wrestling news. Um, yep. Uh, still got a lot. Still. Brother. See, from uh, Black Phoenix Brand, uh, he said, The thing I hate about WWE is when fans make the pivot. Uh, make them pivot instead of just saying we heard you and we fixed it they have to shit on their fans with see you just have to wait just a bit had to be patient stupid marks being a wwe fan is absolutely a toxic relationship <laughs> wow, <laughs> the, um i don't it, it's absolutely they do that it is 
But also a part of the WWE fan base does that to the rest of the fans as well. Because it's like, ah, well, see, if you didn't do all this whining and crying and you just waited and let it play out, see, it's fine. That's not what happened. I have seen a lot of that gotcha on the other side of like, see, if you would have just waited, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it wasn't really a see if you just would have waited. That's that's not what happened. But, you know, of course, you know. WWE is also conditioned some fans to behave that way. It's conditioning. Um, but yeah, no. The, like the, now I'm not even shocked by what fans do because legit we've been conditioned. Like, of course, we're supposed to react this way. Like they know there's a system put in place to know how things are gonna go. Like they were sent it to a whirlwind with the with the people being freaked out, but they did exactly what they needed to do off the back end of it. So yeah. Um, if you want to send us a Humper Chat like Black Phoenix Brand, of course, go to humperchat.com slash Fightful. Uh, Humper Chat regular Tony P uh, is uh, giving this Petty of the Week winner to none other than Sean Ross Sapp. The victory lap he has been, <laughs> he has been taking is funny as hell. Uh, he got people uh, pre-blocking so he won't get his shit off. Just yeah, overall um... funny. Runner-up is Monique. Uh, she basically called Tiffany uh, maidenless. Um, who are you two weeks winner? Um, now, I, I, I think our... I think our esteemed boss is uh, by far the winner. Yo, bro got in his bag the other night. Right after, legit, soon as the words business came out of Tony Khan's mouth on that show, Sean Ross Sapp got on his shit. Flip, that shit flip was the hilarious. Table over. <laughs> um, yeah, the, yeah, seeing people block him and him like going and still getting the screenshots of their tweets and still dunking. <laughs> hilarious man uh <laughs> well deserved man they were talking a lot of shit man i would take a victory lap too at this point and, and i knew it was coming because he was saying the whole time when all these people kept bringing up the punk thing and they were inaccurately saying what he reported about the punk thing which was mm-hmm. also wild but he was just like oh okay he's bookmarking all these tweets and i was like guys i don't think you understand the monster you're creating and uh yeah we've seen the we've seen the victory lap start happening on wednesday night um I made the uh, the training day analogy, and mm. yeah, no, definitely Sean Rossap is definitely yeah. petty of the week by far. No, Monique was getting her shit off for sure. When I saw Monique and her husband in front of the camera, I was like, "Oh, we uh, we locked in now." She going on tour with her brother, Cat. Well, I'm like, "Oh yeah, now we locked all the way in." <laughs> nah, nah, Rich, my sweet babies. With you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. This, this has been the wildest year, Phil. The Cat Williams rollout now is nuts, the, man. The Club Shay Shay rollout has been crazy. But uh, <laughs> it's a good interview. I, I sat and watched the whole thing. Uh, she was definitely on there being spicy and getting some shit off. Um, oh, yeah. But it was an entertaining interview. Some things I absolutely agree with her on. Some things I'm like, I don't know. That's kind of sounds, a stretch. Yeah. That kind of sounds wild. But, you know, I expect mm-hmm. no less from these kind of interviews. Um yeah, but, you kind of knew exactly what she was going to go in and do. It's like, because she's already been doing that. Remember when she went on The Breakfast Club and... The and Breakfast was, Nubs? <laughs> was getting into Charlemagne's ass. Like, you know what kind of energy she brings. Forced my man to, re- to, to recant and apologize saying, this week, man. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, you knew exactly what type of ener- the energy that she was going to bring of, like, being auntie and... She's not going to come out straight slandering, but she was slandering the whole time. Like, it was all in a really nice package, but she was letting everybody have it. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> now, at that time period when she was doing that press tour um, with the Netflix stuff and 
Uh, Charlemagne called her donkey of the day, and she went over there and tore into Leonard. Um, funny, funny clip to this day. Uh, Decent and Meryl making fun of it. Also, really, really funny stuff. Man, yeah. Miss Decent and Meryl, man. Damn. Their reaction to things. Boys. Reactions to things are just, man. Sometimes I still look at like their old reaction to things. Very, very funny. I don't know also if inspired uh, my podcasting thing because I was listening to their shit every like it was like the yeah. Joe Budden podcast, which is funny enough. Before I came on here, I saw them talking about the press conference. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> What's happening here? But I was listening to Budden's podcast and Deezus the Mayor like every week and being like, I should probably podcast. And like, so that's part of the reason that I'm here, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen them talking about um, Jeremy Renner getting ready to come out with that record. Have you ever seen it? You, you gotta see it, man. It, Jeremy Renner is teasing this song he's gonna release. And Deuces and Mero are doing a reaction to it. Every now and then I'll think about it and look it up and mm. just sit and die laughing. It's very, very funny. I don't yeah. know what Jeremy Renner calls himself doing on this record, <laughs> but he's like he's like scatting or something. It's like this is just Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Awesome. <laughs> I'm like, Jeremy Renner, when did he come out with the record? Sounds crazy. I'm surprised you've never seen this. Like, he's... It's like him, like, do 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 <laughs> that wasn't horrible though i think phil has been scatting so no you gotta see it man i can't do it justice man it is hilarious man <laughs> oh. that's hella funny yeah i'm definitely gonna have to look that up i didn't know that happened i can't no, believe those man. guys broke up i can't believe those guys broke up. jeremy renner man uh hopefully yeah, jeremy renner's doing better i know he had yeah that, yeah that whole damn. injury thing but uh, uh yeah and also shout out to uh mark ruffalo getting his uh, star on Hollywood Walk of Fame. I saw that everywhere because he was doing like the Nido Tranquilo pose. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Rush respond to it. Um, shout out to him. Uh, However, from- those uh, um, stars work are so weird because Ludacris on the Breakfast Club interview was like, oh, I just got my star. But then like somebody that had been in the game for like 50 years. Oh, I think like Angela Bassett had just got her. I was like, these this doesn't make sense. How did Ludacris already have one, but it took this long to get Angela Bassett one? Like the yeah. the, the the criteria or whatever is really weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, now now the Jeremy Renner thing stuck in my head. Very very funny. Uh, for, <laughs> more from Tony P. Uh, he's also I <laughs> I am mad at TK. Big business is okay. But uh, standing on business was right there, shaking my head. <laughs> uh, so you think this will also be an Okada debut too? Uh, if so, I would really do the Sammy slash Shin NXT debut callback, uh, make his debut a reward for DG um, for his recent work. Uh, it's not a bad idea, given DG like the first big match with Okada. I wouldn't be mad at that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a... Uh, um... I love standing on business. I think like we should go back and rename it that. Like imagine AEW standing on business. That would have hit pretty hard. But uh, um, Okada, it's going to be interesting kind of bringing him in because 
it's it's way different than that situation. You know what I mean? Nakamura was coming into a crowd that probably a lot of these people didn't really know. Like there's kind of, there's an idea, but there's a good section of these fans are just like, Oh, a cool Japanese guy is coming. And uh, Okada coming in the AEW is like, no, Okada's here. The rainmaker. Like he doesn't have to come and make some impression. The impression's already been made. Right. Uh, he, he also gets into kickoff a, a little bit. Tony P says, uh, uh, and that kickoff show was a damn commercial free hour of Raw and a damn fun mess. Uh, however, they still didn't explain the shit Cody said last Friday and still made Seth look like a loser along with the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was the major downside of it. Uh, uh, sure, let's let's get into this kickoff. Yeah, what did they... I didn't see SmackDown. Did they... Give us any like reassurance of what happened on that press conference because I left that press conference like, huh? Yeah, uh, not, not, not necessarily. So, yeah. uh, the kickoff happened, and you know, mm-hmm. the kickoff was, you know, what you'd expect from WWE at this point. Everything is a big spectacle, and this was definitely a big spectacle. I, I think that, uh, in terms of that, if you were just looking for something to watch for an hour, it was, it was entertaining. Um, uh, a lot of people were talking about it. We just talked about Joe Budden was just talking about it on his podcast, which is wow. huge. Like, yeah, that's it, giant. We've seen a lot of um, people that don't usually get into the wrestling talk talking about it, which tells you how well it did. Of course, they came out right away on Friday night and told you the streaming numbers for it. Said <laughs> it is one of the most. It is already the most streamed non wrestling, uh, whatever stat they threw on it. Oh um, my god, I hate it here. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you know what it was. Um, it was what it was. They had the stars in the building, had the hands up to the f- ceiling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, it was a spectacle. That's a good way to describe it. It was um, it felt like a Apple iPhone twenty three presentation at points. It felt like don't, don't, don't do Steve Jobs like. That. <laughs> It felt like a, a, a synergy uh, promo. We're all, you know how WWE does when they get into their, we're the greatest bag and here's all of our numbers. Um, before we get into like the main event stuff, I was confused as to why they brought out Bianca. I love Bianca. I think she's great. And then of course they should probably talk about that show. But why did they bring out Bianca over Bailey, who won the Royal Rumble and didn't? I'm like, I, what? why is Bailey not here? They, bring in a, they brought out three women and Bailey was not anywhere to be found and her match is officially announced it was the first match announced yeah like what's going on here i i didn't like that either um cm punk also spoke on it how he felt like they should there should have been a spot for bailey at the press conference and i agree i think that uh her being a royal rumble winner that was the first wrestlemania match announced i thought she should have uh had a spot on the press conference. She should have been at the kickoff. Um, I and she's a huge 49ers fan. The Super Bowl's going Super on. Super Bowl like, is in Vegas. What she's, is going on I, here? Yeah, I thought that was a big missed opportunity. Um, I understand, like, Bianca's a big star. Bianca's got the reality show with Montez on. Montez just dropped the album. Um, like, so I get it. Um, they could have probably brought out, like, George Kittle or something with Bailey. This would have worked. <laughs> I don't really understand what they're doing here. Like, what happened here? It's, 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 it was, it's, it's another of, like, oh, Bailey's getting this shit again. It's unfortunate. She won the match. She got all this, and she's still kind of playing the back, the back yeah, burner. But- like I said, Be- uh, Bianca has the show, Montez. Like, it makes sense why she's out there, but it also doesn't make sense that you didn't put Bailey on. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the development we got with the damage control stuff from SmackDown was good as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just wish they would have given her a spot on the kickoff show. Um, yeah. I, th- I thought the Rhea and Becky stuff was good. Um, it feels very obvious that Becky's going to be Rhea's opponent. She, right. of course, is uh, going to be in the Elimination Chamber match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think it's much doubt here that she's going to win. It feels pretty telegraphed right. at this point. I mean, they told that story right there already. Right? It's, like it's going to yeah. be a pretty big pivot if they go something beyond that, you know? Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think the there were things about it I liked. I liked Biggie and and Punk on commentary. I thought mm-hmm. that that was a different mix. We haven't seen a lot of that. Um, shout out to homie Muscle Man Malcolm in the background. <laughs> uh, I immediately thought of my man uh, Safari in the background getting his breakdancing on when Nicki was doing a performance because he had like all these reactions to all the stuff Punk was doing. Hilarious, man. When he was like, yeah, you know, unfortunately I can't be here because, uh, you know, I can't be at WrestleMania because of my tricep. And you can see Malcolm like rubbing his arm. Like, hilarious, man. <laughs> nah, you th- that Nicki and Safari video is so funny. Man. <laughs> when Safari comes from the back with his little that shit kills me every time. <laughs> Hilarious, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, also shout out to Muscle Man Malcolm. I had a a good laugh of seeing him right there on that kickoff show with this big giant smile just being uh, Muscle Man Malcolm. Really dope. So seeing CM Punk there with his little suit, I'm like, this is so It's so weird, weird man. Him sitting next to Cole and on a panel with man. McAfee. Like, it's just like, what is happening? Like this Him guy- taking Matt McAfee's like compliments, just like, yeah, I'm back in WWE. It's like, this is so weird. It was just weird to see, but I thought I thought that that was a good match. I thought uh, E saying I'm I'm here so I don't get fined and then also saying I'm also here so CM Punk won't say anything out of line we love you bro but you know you be getting yourself in trouble and then he right. proceeded to say some things later that I was like Punk <laughs> what are you doing I'm like this is supposed to the biggie thing is supposed to be a bit like don't actually get in trouble here like a couple of these lines are pretty on the line here <laughs> some of it some of it was very funny um the some of it was very funny uh the the part where uh, he was talking about Cody, and he's like, man, if I was Cody, I'd punch him in the face. He was like, man, I want to see Cody punch him in the face. And as soon as he said that, you could see the rock in the background <laughs> stop and, like, start staring at him. Like, is this motherfucker talking about me? <laughs> Hilarious, man. Just seeing the rock's outline of, like... <laughs> Just his big imposing figure in the background after he had slapped a man on television. I was like, all, all right. <laughs> very, very funny, man. <laughs> all of this i'm like these are some wild bits first cm fuck's getting into this he's like the fact that he's even saying this is wild but the rock being in the back like no i could also hear you and i will come and slap you too i'm like this is so wild this whole thing phil was <sighs> yeah um so <sighs> Where 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 do, where do we begin with the where actual Where do we begin? <laughs> actual main gist of this uh press conference, quote unquote. Because before we got really there, I conference. was like, what is this? You know what I mean? Before we got to the main event angle, I'm like, what did what am I watching? Why did they have this? Like, but then they got to the shits and it and it worked out. Um yeah, so we opened this with, with uh, Seth Rollins, opened the segment. Um, he came out, and he did his usual, I am a visionary, I am a revolutionary, Seth freaking Rollins bit, and, you know, uh, the crowd chanted with him, and he said, yeah, seemed like a pretty big pop to me, got got some of his <laughs> shit off. Uh, and then he it. called for uh, Cody to come out because he thought Cody was going to challenge him. I mean, that is the 
rightful logical conclusion to come to because he seemingly handed over his match to the rock last week on smackdown um but instead tribal chief comes out he uh throws some more jabs they have it back and forth that stuff is fine i've been continuing to say that all of this has proven my point from two years ago that they should have done rock versus i mean not rock roman versus rollins back in dallas i think they missed the opportunity and I think they should do that match at WrestleMania eventually. It's definitely not mm-hmm. happening this year, but I feel like Roman versus Rollins should happen at WrestleMania. I um, honestly thought there was probably like six or seven months where I was like, oh, Rom- Rollins and Roman at WrestleMania 40 actually makes a lot of sense. It's WrestleMania 40. It's a big number. We've been telling this story for fucking 10 years at this point. Like there's all these kind of situations. Like for a while there, I thought that was going to be the match. It didn't come to fruition, but yeah, I agree. I think that, one of these WrestleMania, however many more we got of Roman, like one of these has to be Rollins. Yeah, uh, I uh, we had to listen to Roman's entire music, which is funny for another reason that I'll get into <laughs> later. Roman's entire music went off. He comes in and he does the usual stuff. Rollins looks straight at him and goes, hey, he came to work today, guys. And mm-hmm. and as usual, Roman had no good response to that. He kind of yeah. tried to distract people and go, hey, man, look at your shoes, though. Like, mm-hmm. nah, nah, that didn't really, it, it, nah, that didn't. Not to look at your shoes. Uh, not when you're getting destroyed. Nah, you, can't, the, you can't come with water, yard, though. Like, what are the, nah, you get destroyed, bro. You, can't do that, bro. You, you, you don't come to work, bro. Like, come on. Uh, <laughs> like, I feel you. Nobody want to come to work. But, said, nah, yeah. what are those, though? No, nah, you're not distracting us, bro. We remember you don't come to work. That don't work. <laughs> yeah, nah. So he, he did his usual back and forth with him. And uh, then he proceeded to say that, I am picking my challenger, and it's going to be The Rock. Rock came out, and, man, I have to give The Rock a lot of credit, man, because coming into this week, I was like, I don't know, man. Does this guy still got it, man? Like, because we we, we saw the promos he's cut before this. <sighs> not the best. Not, the not best. really Not really yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, I, the, the the gender thing, uh, I know people yeah, were into mean, it in the crowd. Uh, yeah, not really. That, for me. that callback shit. Um, yeah, the that, call and response you, stuff. I, call and response, I hate that shit. I, I think you got to be in the crowd to really enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Being at home and watching him do the call and response thing, meh. Um, but, but. <laughs> but, but he started off the day hot. He was on the Pat McAfee day, uh, mm-hmm. show, and he, that's when he started the Cody Crybaby stuff. <laughs> and the, the the kind of mini promo he did on there was hilarious. Of course, that went viral. It was everywhere. I he said that, the Rock says was in there. I was hyped. I know I was standing up. Like you know what I mean. I was like, oh no, he's in his bag. <laughs> he, he's got to finish the story. He's got to finish the story. Hilarious. I'm like, I thought, oh no, this is 1998 again. We're in our bag, baby. <laughs> yeah, nah, that felt like a Rock promo, and I was like, no, no, he might he might be still cooking. So mm-hmm. I was like, we'll see. Comes out and. Guy doesn't have on a shirt. He comes out with the big tank top <laughs> with the with the gold chain. You know on. who he's looking like? Like Dominic Toretto. He's looking like his homeboy Vin Diesel coming out here. He had to yeah. represent. Uh, <laughs> very very big man. Like even on TV, I was like, this guy is that big, is a big very ass dude, very man. big man. Yeah, big um, guy. And so uh, he gets into his, gets into his field, gets into a PowerPoint, which is not what I expected. <laughs> hey man, uh, when he set us up for a field, I was like, "Where is this going?" And then it got to it, and I was like, oh, "Okay." That that is now you know turned into the take a look meme, which is everywhere now, <laughs> um, of people like now putting stuff behind him. Um, but uh, yeah, he got into his stuff and was like, "Why the Roman versus Rock is the bigger match? Why that is the big match?" He did his uh, he put the. I liked it. 
they put the Anawaii uh, family tree up there, mm-hmm. which looked pretty impressive. Had some really good Easter eggs on there. Jacob yep. Fatu was on there. Mm-hmm. Trinity was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was it was a it was a nice little moment. But the the best part of all of it is he was saying. Now, when you look at this, you see that there is only one dominant powerful royal family in professional wrestling and i was like oh man he's getting them shots in mm-hmm. finished that up and he was like yeah that's right wrestlemania 40 it will be tribal chief versus the people's champion big booze when he said people's champion because of course <laughs> you're not the people's champion anymore you're now no. part of the office you're the man yeah. you're on the board of directors you're corporate you're not the people anymore um, um this sounds familiar i've heard this before dx corporate authority okay yeah. continue so, sounds very familiar <laughs> so i, I thought him all, all of the stuff he was doing for heat in those moments i thought all of that stuff was good um i thought rock did a very good job of pivoting this week knowing he was going to get booed and leaning yeah. into the booze um, yep. i thought that that was the right move mm-hmm. um and he played it up great when he when he brought the cody uh crybaby thing back around and he's like ladies and gentlemen i want to introduce the cody crybabies and since there was a cr- straight cr- straight face nothing at all and just get straight booed hilarious no it was great because after the pat mcafee interview he was like you guys are a bunch of cody crybabies and then the, it got viral and a bunch of people started crying i was like wait you guys are doing exactly what he said yeah people started hashtagging it look the rock is the rock man i look he got his shit off and it worked uh, so he did all of that uh, and then all of a sudden uh we get cody tapping the microphone we don't hear cody's music which was no an interesting theme i choice. thought that was super interesting too phil i didn't understand why we didn't get that because that song goes crazy every time so um because i've seen people say that cody didn't get the pop he expected but i was like but I don't think we knew it was Cody at first because we just heard him tapping the mic and walking on screen. And I, I was like, why they did that. if they would have hit his music, I do think he would got a big pop when he walked yes. out. Uh, but whatever. He walked out and uh, he <laughs> he walked out there tapping his mic. He's like, no, no, no. This is bullshit. I, you don't get to decide who challenges you at WrestleMania. I do. I won the Royal Rumble. It's everything we wanted him to say a week ago. And why we're did just, he say it last week, though? We're just going to act like that didn't happen, I guess. We're just going <laughs> to retcon that within a week. Um, and uh, he officially challenged Roman Reigns to a match at WrestleMania in the main event. He made sure to say in the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought all of that stuff worked. I saw also people saying um, – that he didn't get the reaction people expected when he challenged Roman. What did you think of the pop? Because I thought it was fine, but I I understood what happened. You, I think you made the right point. If he would have got the theme, that people know what Cody's voice is, but in the moment, the situation, the rocks there, you like who's this? You like it takes a little bit to form, and then you see him and it's it, it's reaction. If he would have got the song and walked out there like this is Cody Rhodes coming out, the pop would have been different. Like I said, Phil, at the end of this, at the end of the press conference, I felt a little bit confused. Remember I was in the group chat being like, well, who's in the match? Because like Cody's like, I challenged the, I challenged Roman to the main event of WrestleMania. They put the graphic up, but then at the end of the whole thing, I was like, oh, we're getting a tag match at WrestleMania. So I didn't really, (laughs) I didn't understand what the hell was going on. So I understand why people were like, the pops weren't as big as they should have been because it was a little bit confusing as everything was going on, you know? Yeah, uh, and I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to do this weird, like, 
work shoot thing where they were trying to make it seem like all right well cody came out out of order so they didn't have his music ready but uh, uh, it didn't uh, really work for me you, you should have uh, gave the crowd the chance to do their woe when he came yeah out. come on dude uh, what uh, but uh, just trying to make this seem like oh he's coming out here in a spur in a moment not that i i didn't buy that like it, roman doesn't the same thing happened with roman seth called out cody and roman came out instead but his song was queued up and they let him get his two minutes in so that had, doesn't even make we sense had to listen to most of Co- <laughs> uh roman's theme song but anyway so cody gets into his shit he's uh he's like why are we even talking about the the head of the table y'all ain't been cooking in a year and i thought that was a bar because absolutely one of these guys ain't ain't wrestled one of these guys wrestled two matches last year nah these guys were not cooking last year (laughs) so absolutely he was right about that and then then he took it a little bit too far because he said if your grandfather was here your grandfather as soon as he said grandfather i was like oh that's not a good sign (laughs) i've seen young rock and he's very he's very upset about his family he he man he built up that line he put a lot of stank on it he was like if your grandfather was here and your grandfather is here they would be ashamed of you <laughs> and i seen the, they did the dramatic zoom in on, on roman face and this is when i was out of it like don't get me wrong all of this was entertaining and i was like okay i see what this is this is all ridiculous soap opera this is yeah. not supposed to be taken seriously no it's supposed to be over the top and campy this is wacky and I thought that this was hilarious. The way that it zoomed in on Roman's face, and he had like that, like stoic look on his face, like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> um, hilarious. Then we get we get Rock slowly drifting into the scene. <laughs> Why did he slow walk like that? Hilarious. Why this motherfucker walking like gravity to get in here? <laughs> slowly drifts into the screen, um, and he's just like, "Wait a minute." When you talk about his family. You're talking about my family. When you talk about his blood, you're talking about my blood. And that leads to Rock slapping this man. And it looked like he really slapped him. No, he slapped the taste out of his mouth. <laughs> he slapped this guy good. Um, he stumbled. Now, of course, as we mentioned this entire time, Rollins has been on stage for the entirety of this 20-minute go back and forth. At certain points, you can see Rollins in the background. And he was just kind of looking around like, what am I doing here? One of the funniest things, if you go back and look at it, um, when Rock brings up the graphic of the family tree, you can see Rollins looking down like, oh, my God, man. <laughs> Why am I what here? What is this? Why am I here? Um, very, very funny. Um, Rollins, Rollins wandering around, and then also all of these shots are being thrown at him, and he can't respond because he's not even in the picture. He's off in his corner. Like at one point, Roman was like, no, 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 you go over there. In the loser bracket with loser that other bracket, green dummy yeah. over there. And he Number can't even respond. Twos. Bro, yeah. he's been trashing your title, trashing you the whole time. He can't really say anything. So You know what? Not for nothing, though, Phil. At the end of this, I, I felt like there were two little bros, honestly. Because when Rock – look at this whole situation. Cody started talking shit about grandpas. And look who stepped up and slapped Cody Rhodes. Roman was sitting there looking like a damn idiot, like shocked. And Rock stepped up throughout the whole. At the end of this, Roman looked like the Rock's little bro. He didn't look like the head of the table. Like the whole time, he's standing off to the side. He's letting the Rock handle business. He looks like little bro. You don't look like the head of the table. You don't look like this is what it is. You let the Rock handle the whole thing. In the back, when they talk to Triple H, the Rock's handling. I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? Um, all of that was intentional, and I thought that that was actually very good storytelling because this is the first time in almost four years and Roman establishing the head of the table character 
where he's been on screen with a family member that is a bigger star than them, and he wields more power in their family and in the organization because he's a board of director. So it's like, yeah, if if you follow his character for the past three years, it's in character for him to follow tradition and follow what the ancestors are saying. Mm. And it's because of that, yeah, I'm supposed to follow him. In terms of pecking order, The Rock has more power than I do. And that came across very well here. I thought The Rock came off really well in a heel turn. And make no mistake about it, guys. This was a heel turn. Oh, facts. Uh, you um, slapped Cody Rhodes. You can't. That's not a babyface thing to do. That's the, the biggest babyface in the company. And you slapped him? Yeah, no, it's, that's a heel turn. Yeah, I thought I thought the execution of all this stuff with Rock and Roman was good, and I thought that this made Roman more interesting because it added a different dynamic to his character that we haven't seen mm-hmm. since he started doing this. Um, but yeah, yeah, Rollins sitting in the corner all this time. So then, when Cody slaps him, um, and when Cody gets slapped, the first person that jumps in Rock's face is Rollins, it's and Rollins. I was like, I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really make sense because you hate you hate Cody. You hate you've Cody. Been, you've been yeah. you've been in this heated rivalry with him. You've been trying to get him to challenge for your belt. Just it, on Monday, Drew got his shit off, being like, "This fool beat you three times. Why are you over here defending him now?" So it took me a minute because I've I've watched this uh, a few <laughs> times and I've dissected a bunch of things about it. Um, because if you want to just watch the twenty minute segment without having to watch the entire uh, kickoff show, it is on WWE's YouTube channel. So I've watched it a few times. And I picked up on something the second time I watched it. Um, Rollins, uh, when he when he jumps in, he says very specific things. Uh, he looks right right at the rocks and he's like, "You can't do whatever you want. You guys can't keep doing whatever you want." And I was like, "That's why he did it because mm. he's been he's been at oh, he's been at the behest yeah. of Roman for three years. This guy mm. beat him, didn't give him his rematch. He's been doing whatever he wants, calling his shots and." To him, his point, he's just like, if you speak for the people, you're as people's champion, as world heavyweight champion. He's looking around like, no, you can't just do whatever you want. You can't just then step into this match. You can't tell him that it's not his his call because he is the Royal Rumble winner. Um, and and so- it also is stel- storytelling because they're obviously playing off the authority thing that was happening. Yes. And when the authority was in power, like Rollins was the guy for Triple H. So it's also telling that another story of like, you can't do this thing that I did before. It's like a heel thing. It, it's it's a lot of little stories being told. In yeah. It, 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 and not for nothing. I do think that Rollins came off looking really bad here because he yes he was very much <laughs> wasted in this segment he was just standing don't off forget in the cor- that he looked he, bad <laughs> he was standing off in the corner for most of these things and it just uh, he was standing off in the corner doing nothing most of the time and then they were throwing jabs at the guy he couldn't respond he, he just had to say nothing he just had to stand in the corner and be the Roman said, boy. stand over there with the number twos bro and Rollins was just like he can't even respond to that man couldn't say anything, but I did think he got some good bars off at the end that weren't on mic. And again, if you had, if you you had to watch it and really pay attention to stuff he was saying when he was getting pulled up, pulled apart from everybody else, and he was walking away, that guy got some bars off. So man. what you're saying is he wasn't fighting for Cody Rhodes; he was just kind of fighting for the system for the for everybody. 
Um, yeah, I think his point was that these two guys cannot do whatever they want. You can't just come in now with a board of director and decide you guys get to WrestleMania main event because you guys run this place. You guys don't run this place. Yeah. This guy was the Royal Rumble winner. He picks his challenger. You don't get to pick your challenger. Um, mm-hmm. And that was kind of his point. But so when all this stuff is happening, Rock at one point looks straight at, at Rollins and goes, man, talk about our family again. He's just completely ignoring it. <laughs> looks, looks right at Roman and Roman starts talking trash again. And he looks Roman, Roman in the eye and goes, I'll beat you any day of the week. I do it every single time. And I was like, damn, can't mm-hmm. say nothing to that because he has beat you every time that it matters. And I was like, why didn't you just let this man say that on a microphone? Because mm-hmm. that is the point. You have not beat this guy. You've been shook and afraid of this guy for two years. <laughs> exactly. So, Phil, exactly what I was saying coming into this, at the end of this, I felt like a tag match. Rollins is getting – it felt like it was going to be Rollins and Cody against Rock and Roman at the end of this because Rollins comes in defending uh, Cody. He comes in talking about, you guys can't do this. Cody won the the – championship or when the royal rumble i'm the champ you guys can't have this authority over i'm like oh they're setting up for a title match or a tag type a tag match at this show and then people are like well be they gonna do one night of the tag match and then the next night of roman and cody and i'm like are you into the did you leave this thinking that roman's gonna work twice at wrestlemania (laughs) so i'm like what so, so this is the other funny thing about all this i think it's very funny that in wwe fashion um they had to answer questions after a <laughs> they very... They had to answer the questions of... They were supposed to answer questions on the show. Why are you answering more questions? Yeah, so you came into this kickoff show having to answer questions <laughs> off a very unpopular decision on Friday night. And it was like, oh, don't worry about it. Thursday, you'll get the answers you're looking for. We came out of Thursday with more questions. And I was just like... Like, even afterwards, I was like, so wait, is, is Cody versus Roman the match? I know, yes. I was like, wait, I'm confused. They showed the graphic, but is that the match? Because I'm thinking they're going to do this tag match. I'm confused. Yeah, uh, yeah, very much confused by that. But um, we got the announcement right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple H tweeted out that Rock versus, sorry, keep wanting to say Rock. Uh, Roman <laughs> versus Cody is official. It is the WrestleMania main event. They also announced that again on SmackDown. It is the main event. Uh, but that was not clear. I did no. think they did something very smart. But again, you had to be paying attention during this kickoff show that when The Rock was coming out doing his spiel and saying why this is the biggest match in WrestleMania history, mm-hmm. on the sides of the, of the main screen, it had Rock, and Roman. So it was right. basically saying Rock Roman is the match. When mm-hmm. Cody came out and declared that he was going to choose Roman, it changed to Cody versus Roman. And you had to, again, you had to be paying it's attention. It's a very subtle thing. You got to be paying attention to the screens when there's five, four wrestlers what? talking to each other at the same time. Right. And of course, I am not saying that to defend how convoluted this entire <laughs> thing was because it, it, it was a convoluted. It was a lot going on. At one point, it's like, wait, hold on a second. Let's stop and regroup here. What's going on here? Are the Rock and Romans friends now? Because like they came into this not being friends and then like three minutes in, they're friends. I'm like, all right, I'm confused. I don't know, man. Yeah, but uh, so afterwards, we we got some interesting things out of this. Rock and Roman are on the same side now. They're friends. Uh, um, <laughs> we got a we got a confirmation of that on SmackDown because Paul Heyman showed up backstage and said Roman Reigns will be here next week, and so will The Rock. So it very much seems really like they are they are aligned now. So um, people, Shams going to be on SmackDown next week. Yeah, seems oh. like Rock and Roman are aligned. Um, wow, but. 
I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means we're getting this tag match. I do think the tag match is a smart idea. I yes. don't think I don't think that that's a pay per view match though. I think that's a TV match. Um, I the think Rock that, and Roman Reigns. Rock and Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes it's does not feel like match? a pay. Well, no. Like, what if we What if we do it on Elimination Chamber? Uh, is Rollins going to be healthy by then? Oh, he's not. You're right. Damn. That's in two weeks. Um, yeah, you're right. Damn it. No, we're not doing that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I could be into the two-night thing. Like, the first night is the tag match, and then the second night they do both yeah. of those. Both the guys defend their t- their titles, but I don't yeah. know, man. It, I, I, I wouldn't put that match over the, the world championship, you know? No. Um, I think the tag match on night one could work. Um, I'm into that idea. I think that that's a good way to uh, kind of, you know, give Rollins his main event spot and then also yeah. add him back in here. I think that's kind of smart. Um, but I just boy. don't have any interest in seeing the same person or persons working the main event two nights in a row. Like I thought the two night thing was to get someone else, the main event and this, yeah. everybody's leading to, we either see Roman, we see Roman and Cody two times in a row. And it's like, I thought the whole point of this is that we don't get this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but so many options here. Do we get a tag match? Does Rock eventually end up getting put into the main event and making a triple threat? I hope that don't doesn't happen. He can um, use his authority. He can use his authority. I was worried that this could turn into a fatal four-way and then turn into a winner-take-all match, which, God, please don't do that. Oh. But we got the announcement last night that the Elimination Chamber match will uh pick the number one contender for the world heavyweight championship so it very much seems like that's not happening um but i don't know i I just don't know what this means for the rock what is the rock doing at wrestlemania now if he's Mm -hmm. not wrestling roman which i don't believe that's the case i do think that he is going to wrestle roman um because this is just a little red herring to throw us off I don't think that you chased this rock match for four years. That's all then, I'm saying. And it's just over like that. That I, wouldn't I, make sense. I don't think you do this. I don't think you mm-hmm. chase this rock match for four years, get this match in hand and then go, ah, oh, well maybe we'll do it next year. You nah. don't know what can happen in a year. This guy can, can get busy again. He yep. could get injured. It, it's the anything, rock. You got him now. You got to go for it. Yeah. You're totally right. It doesn't, if he's here now, you guys are having him on shows. He's going to be on SmackDown and shit. No, you got to do the match because you never know when you could do it again. Yeah, and, and to my the, to the point earlier about Cody not getting the pop people expected, I think that that's why. Because it's the same reason why people turned on Cody giving his spot away. You already dangled the Cody-Roman match in front of the fans, and so that's what they think they're getting. And when you tell them that's not what they're getting, they're upset about it. Now... You've got some fans that wanted the Rock and Roman match, yeah. and now they think they're not getting it. Mm-hmm. So no, they're not going to pop for Cody because they wanted the Rock. Match. Some people wanted that. Like there was uh, going into the press conference, they thought a lot of people thought it was going to be just like one hundred percent people are into Cody. Yeah. But coming into the show, there was a lot of Rocky, Rocky. Like he's he got a pop, and when he said. He was doing a heel promo on this, but then when yes. he said and millions, everybody was like, and millions, because it's the rock. You know what I mean? There's always gonna be that connection no matter what. Like he could be full blown heel, burying the fans, but there's still gonna be a bunch of people that don't care because it's the rock, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've you've muddied the waters and now you have a mixed reaction. And I mean, you could argue that that's a good thing, but I still think that um if you're going to tell me 
that your company did good business for a year based mm -hmm. off doing story driven stuff. Your whole revamping of Survivor Series is based on doing a war games match and doing story driven <laughs> matches. Yep. You can't then come back and say WrestleMania. Ah, oh, we're just going to go with the biggest star. No, it should be the best story. That it's should be story. the main event. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I, I don't agree, but I also feel like now that you've put that match on the table, I do not think that we're not getting Rock versus Roman in some form. I think that even if it's setting it up um, on night one with the tag match, um, we're going to get it in some way. Um, yeah. Rock is wrestling on this pay-per-view. I, I don't, yeah, I don't see wrestling. a world where he does not wrestle because people no. are like, maybe he'll be an enforcer or a referee. Oh, no, I yeah. feel like he is wrestling on this show. Um, yeah, it's WrestleMania 40. Again, it's The Rock, the biggest show of all time. They are, they've already said it a bunch of times, so they're already setting that precedent. Like The Rock's going to be wrestling on this show, either in a tag match with Roman or with Roman Reigns one-on-one -on -one. i can't see this that we being the monday after wrestlemania and the rock not having worked at least one match so um i can't see the tag match because i can't see him working two matches also so that's i don't really understand how we're gonna get there but i will see <laughs> i don't know i i think that there are a lot of interesting things they did with this uh there are a lot of things about this that i thought were silly and didn't work as well um yeah. But it did get people talking. So it did. I mean, a lot of people were very excited about this. Like I said, coming out of this, there were a bunch of people like, "This is how you do it. This is blah blah blah. They're back. Blah blah blah. All this stuff." So I'm like, I understand why. I've watched a bunch of the UFC press conferences. I know like what this yeah. is. The, what, the point of this, it worked because everybody was talking about it. It got these angles over. But I was there were some points. Like I said at the end, I was kind of confused about it. I'm still kind of confused about it because I think they could changes or add some things to it so um i don't know man yeah I don't know. Uh, yeah uh there were but again there were bits of this that um again they did some smart things and it could be that i've watched it more than once so i noticed more things when i watched it again um they are teeing up that roman baby face turn buddy if you don't <laughs> think they are rewatch it man when you look at the look on his face after cody says that his family would be disappointed they are teeing that boy up, man. Mm. I wouldn't think after so long of uh, of this run, history shows, especially WWE history shows, if you have a heel go this hard for this long, eventually there's going to be a babyface turn. That's just how fans are. Like, If yeah. you see somebody for so long in a dominant spot like this, there's already a bunch of fans that respect Roman. And and especially his journey, leukemia thing. Yes. The, at, at the core of this, he's really just a family man. And and it's just kind of like the, the the villain in the movie of like, well, if you really listen to him, he's kind of right. <laughs> like he's not really doing anything bad. He's fighting for his family. And so there's already fans that are set up for that. It's gonna happen, and he's gonna be the biggest baby face in the company. And yeah. uh, it's just when it'll happen is the thing. Yeah, I, I think that he, when the Rock match happens, he is going to beat the Rock. And I feel like yeah. that's also part of the reason why Rock turned heel here is because I think that Roman is going to be the baby face in that oh. match. And in the little family tree, the Rock's little square says he's like, he has like a special head of the table or high chief kind high of chief. tag on his thing. He has the high chief tag on his thing, so... They're making an emphasis to show you they're going to, th this is all set up to make us hate the rock 
is where I landed at the end of this, but in a good way. He's a he's a heel. That's also been kind of the funny thing because a lot of people, even in the comments, are like Hollywood Rock, Hollywood Rock, Hollywood Rock. I'm like, even before that, dude, he came into. We know of the Rock because he was an asshole that talked shit and came on and said everybody was dumb. Like the reason that he became one of the biggest actors in Hollywood because of the heel stuff that he did. The baby, he came in as a baby face and everybody hated famously. Yeah. When he became a heel is the reason why we know him now. So it's funny that everybody's like, no, Hollywood Rock. I'm like, he's been a heel his whole most of his career. He was a heel. Yeah, uh, this definitely made me uh, excited for the eventual Cody promos as well. <laughs> I was like, man, look, man, enough of this trying to be nice. Enough of this trying to You're done, dude. be friends. This man slapped you on TV. He slapped you. I, listen, man, you do not slap a man. I'm sorry, but. It, get get the take the gloves off. I immediately thought after watching this, I was like, "It's time. It's time for you to say what I've been wanting you to say since you came back." That attitude era is over. It is mm -hmm. overrated. Get your shit off, man. Get I've been waiting off. since 2019 for you to get back to saying what you've been saying since that Dustin Rhodes promo. And who better to say get it to Phil than the Rock, the the face, one of the faces of the attitude this is, era. This is WrestleMania 40. You are trying to say that you're moving into a new era. Cody Rhodes is the future of that new era. He should be the one to get on TV and say, by the way, all of this Attitude Era shit is cooked. Let's yeah. stop it. Let's stop bringing these old timers back. So I am the future of this company. <laughs> it's me, bro. We're not. It why are we talking me. about that? I am that guy. You know? <laughs> um, I hate it. No, it's great though. I thought. I think that everybody played their part. I didn't love the the whole thing. I probably wouldn't watch another one. Like this is a bunch of bullshit and a waste of time. But I do understand why people <laughs> watch it. See, my thing is the thing with UFC. UFC's been doing these press conferences forever since they they started. They announce a match. They do the press conference. The guy comes out. They have a stare down. Then they all talk on the stage at the end of it. The draw of that is those fans, a lot of those fans think something crazy is going to happen. Still, after all these years, they're like, there's a possibility that in the main event, the guys will punch each other. And yes. that's how it'll happen. But in MMA and, and combat fighting, if they touch each other before the fight, the fight's over, essentially. Like, you can't do that. Right. This is pro wrestling. We could do anything in the world. You have a press conference and there's no physicality besides one slap. You, This is all fixed. Dude, bring out a fucking table. Put somebody through a bring table. Bring out a table. Have a brawl. You're doing a we want table chance? Something like have like these wrestlers, somebody have a brawl. Like have some kind of physicality because it's wrestling and you can fix it that way. You got to do something to separate it. You bought in 2,000 fans. You bought in all these people. Show me something that says this is a wrestling show. Is all I'm saying. That's it. That's it. That's just a complaint that I have because I'm this guy. I'm just like, put somebody through a table. Hit no. somebody with a chair. Set somebody on fire. Like, show me <laughs> that this is fire. professional wrestling and not just guys talking. Like, only thing that happened in a wrestling press conference was a slap. No, dude. Put somebody through a table. And how, how much of this was actually a press conference? There was no That's questions. also a thing, yeah. Because coming into this, I we have friends that came down to this, drove, flew, whatever, to get to, to Vegas. And it seemed like everybody was kind of under the impression that they were going to do the Triple H is up there, the Rock's up there. You ask them a question. And, the, you know, the kind of like the, pro, the post uh, scrums have been. But they didn't have any of this on the actual televised show. Some friends did get to go back there and ask questions, but it was definitely different than the perception was going into the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
the the fact that there were no questions that was kind of weird. I was looking mm-hmm. at that when it ended, like, wait, wait, that's it, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and that's also why I was confused when we got like no real answers in the in the main segment, and mm-hmm. then I was like, wait a minute, there's no questions. Because that would have been a lot if if that that happened, and then afterwards Triple H came out and then said, oh yeah, this match is going to happen. That's probably that's what I was waiting for. Yeah. But they were like, no, it's over. Yeah. So of course the elephant in the room. Um, they probably didn't want to open the door to questions because I mean, the last time Triple H had to ask some, answer some questions at Royal Rumble, um, you know, he didn't get to focus on the positives like he wanted to and focus on the show because you still have this lawsuit stuff uh, looming over. And I think the lawsuit stuff is going to continue to loom over everything WWE yeah. does for a while. Totally. I think that that's going to be the case going into WrestleMania. I think that's going to be the case for a while. Um, so maybe that's why they did not have questions here but it's not a press conference then <laughs> yeah i know why they're calling it that i was like wait that if it's a press conference and then there's going to be some questions some answers somebody saying something but no this was just like legit oh because at some point that feels like they were trying to change what they were calling it because like it feels like off rip it was like wrestlemania 40 press conference but then it changed off to this wrestlemania kickoff thing and I think they were trying to use that to kind of get around it. It worked out because at the end of it, nobody was talking about. I mean, there was, of course, the, the usual suspects talking about why wasn't there any any uh, questions about the lawsuit. But because most there of were the, no questions. There like, were zero. Mean? Yeah, there weren't any questions at all. But most people were just like, that was a great angle. I don't even care about that shit. So, you know, yeah, I the mean, distracting shit distracted. Yeah, I, I, I think that this. That idea that this change uh, of putting Rock into the main part and everything that's happened since a week has been a distraction. Oh, boy, that that look very credible now because um, for a good week, that's what a lot of people were talking about, Rock versus Cody or whether Cody got screwed. And even with the kickoff stuff, um, they made a point to show, show you the numbers they did streaming. Uh, you see a lot of outlets outside of our bubble are talking about this and not the lawsuit. So if their their um, goal with this was to get people to not talk about the lawsuit. Worked. Seems like it worked out for them. Which Bro, is they talk about nasty. on the Joe Budden podcast, bro. They don't be talking about wrestling on there. Like, this is insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's nasty. Um but Ugh. that definitely seems especially like then like we got the john laurinitis and ashley Massaro shit right you know what i mean at the same time it's like you guys there's elephants in the room there's things to be addressed and there's still there still hasn't been a statement they still ha- there's been nothing like they're just like wrestlemania is coming high five the Re- rocks Russell- here and it's like dude Say come something. on wrestlemania is coming natty's jumping out come on you guys <laughs> 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 All right, let's pause. Phil, what the hell was that? Come on, you guys. Why you... That is hilarious, bro. Come on, you guys. <laughs> that is such a fool. Uh, she always has little bits like this. Oh, man. But yeah, uh, the, the distraction tactic works like gangbusters. Everybody was in on it. It needs to be addressed. It's still, we're going to come on this podcast every week for the fucking rest of the time, it feels like, and say how awful things are coming out of this um, lawsuit story. And one day they're going to have to say something about it. But yeah, they did their job. They 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 uh, they they got people's minds off something. They could have, well, nobody knows about the pivot on what was real, what was originally booked and what happened. 
but it again it all worked out because yeah. there were people talking about boycotts there were people talking about a hijacking there were people talking about all this but i'm like that's not how hijacking a show works hijacking a show isn't you only boo the things that you're upset like they were cheering everything else but then the rock comes they boo it that's not how the hijack like if you're hijacking a show we don't yeah. want none of this shit, dude. We only no. want Cody Rhodes. That's how hijacking a show works. Hijacking a show is it. We like everything else. We just don't like this one thing. I was like, this is all so funny. And again, it showed me on Monday that they've ex- uh, WWE's executed exactly what they needed to. These fans are conditioned that no matter what, they could do whatever they want, but any kind of sleight of hand, anything to distract them is going to get them right back. It's not like in 2014 when Brian Danielson was doing his thing. It's way different than that. It's like a different set of fans, a different mind state, a different, different thing. So I'm not surprised by any of the distraction things. I'm not surprised by people being like things seeming like old news that are brand new news. It's just kind of yeah. unfortunate. Um, yeah, I and I'm sure some people will be like, oh, well, you see, you just had to let it play out like we talked about earlier. But I think it's pretty clear that they pivoted. And the the, the main um, let it play out. <laughs> the main the main clue that they pivoted is the fact that they do not talk about what happened last week on Friday. They have just like <laughs> basically like moved away from that promo and that segment at all. Like they don't talk about that at all. Like they've just like when they played the stuff for SmackDown this week, they played everything from the kickoff show. They played mm-hmm. Cody challenging Roman from there. They did not talk about anything that happened on the prior SmackDown. Um, I think that that is your telltale sign that this was a pivot. Exactly. Um, uh, I mean, you also saw Triple H come out and you know, do the whole spiel about this is the plan moving forward. And he threw some bars at, at Rock. Wouldn't say Rock by name, but you knew he was talking about because he was like, listen, if you don't like this, it doesn't matter what you think. And he was throwing in all of that stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, when he uh, got in your face after that kickoff show, I didn't see none of this energy. Buddy. Nope. But, but when he was out the building, now you're getting all your bars off. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds for, real familiar. When Debo's not here, you be talking. Yeah, man, he he def- getting them bars off when he, he wasn't in the he, saying nothing. He, he was real quiet when he got in his face and he was yelling, though. I, I feel you. This is a big man in a tank top, and I'm like, well, hold on, man. Hey, hold on. You're, you're right, man. Yeah, you are the rock, and you are the same size you were back then. Yeah, this whole uh, – I didn't – like I said, I didn't watch SmackDown, but from what I'm hearing and what you're presenting is they're doing the reverse – authority thing triple h is acting like the rock is who he is and 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 they're making rock into him and nick Khan are trying to take over blah 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 blah. and it's like i'm gonna be on the rock side though (laughs) like if that's what we're doing then i'm on the rock side I don't care when these two guys have ever feuded. I've always been Team Rock. I'm not. I've never been Team Hunter ever. That was also the interesting thing last night. For the first time ever, they called this man Paul Levesque on TV. Paul Ooh. Triple H Levesque, yeah. which I I then after he did the segment and he was doing all of these rock things, I was like, did he do that on purpose? Because he was he's trying to call himself kind of like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's Paul Levesque. <laughs> Paul Triple H Levesque. Um, he threw that on purpose, um, that trying to get some really joke funny. off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think moving forward, they do have some good stuff going into WrestleMania. 
they very much overcomplicated this though. Did, did, did not have to overcomplicate this as Man, much. Man, it did not have to be all of this. But yeah, execution and uh, they still we still got two months. There's still going to be a bunch of twists and turns. We still got a gigantic show happening in Australia on the road to that. So um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the the how often The Rock is featured on the shows coming into WrestleMania is going to be interesting for me. Let's get into a few super chats before we move forward. Uh, Meet Normus says, it was an entertaining week in wrestling. Thankful for that because my wizards are doing the opposite of big business. <laughs> Nine and 42 <laughs> and no process in sight. At least they pivoted back to the Cody Roman match. Yeah. Uh, Will Chisholm says, I love how Bianca gave love to Mercedes at the kickoff. I never know how huge The Rock is until he stood next to Roman. Yeah, like you said, Rock is, he's giant, man. man. Big fucking guy, man. But yeah, that the Bianca promo, regardless of it kind of being a little bit out of place, I felt, was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like the idea that she's trying to keep her WrestleMania streak intact. I do think that they should keep that going. I still think the match should be Bianca versus Jade, and I do think Bianca should win. Yeah. Uh, Steven Marcusili says, do you see Cody leaving WrestleMania with the belt after the Rock Roman mishap? I do think that Cody is going to win this time. And it, maybe this fool's go. Maybe they fooled me again. But I do think Cody is going to win. I, I don't see how you can possibly give this guy back-to-back Royal Rumble wins and then have him lose twice. This is the stupidest thing ever. Y'all Cody fans did this to yourself. You set Cody up for this big loss. He could have. You could have all waited till SummerSlam when he was going to win it. Or you could let him lose again at WrestleMania like he's going to. They can't do this. They can't. They can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> Aaron Busby says when Rock came out at the press conference it had the same energy 50 had at the BET Awards to see if his ops had the same energy for him like they had on social media now 50 walking out on that stage and not saying anything just walking to the crowd to see if anybody's going to do anything hip hop history <laughs> all, all, all time great hip hop bully Triple H. I mean, not Triple H, but uh, man, 50 Cent, man. All-time bully, man. You got everything mixed up. See, it's uh, 50 Cent, the game, Triple H. Like, it's, it's, it's just too much to keep up with. All-time all time bully and 50 Cent, man. To this yeah. day. Same still, still, same energy. Uh, Irene C. said, did Cody ever explain in kayfabe why he changed his mind from facing, facing Seth to Roman? It's just supposed to be no matter what he said in the first place. Yeah, no, well, they're he- sleeping it under the rug, right? Well, he never actually challenged um, Rollins. Um, he mm. just said that he's not going to face Roman at WrestleMania. He's not going to beat him at WrestleMania. And no, they never gave an actual uh, answer as to why he changed his mind. That, that, that part of it never made any sense. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm betting that they're not going to try and make it sense. But again, no. that is your telltale sign that this was a pivot. They've moved on, and they want you to also. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Curtis Brooks says, uh, Drew should have driven in on a tank to interrupt just to maximize the wackiness. Seriously, they should have had some some kind of fireworks or something going in there. Yeah, Drew then coming afterwards and getting all of his little shots in on his on his uh, phone promo. Mm-hmm. Also very funny stuff. Um, he then also was getting his stuff in at, uh, at Rollins towards the end of it. This guy's a clown. He does not represent us. He, you let him. You let them talk about your your championship and your locker room. You did nothing, and I was like, "That's cool and all, but you still can't beat this guy." <laughs> Lost to him two times. 
uh alan Jeanette says love the show does this mean a rock versus cody at elimination chamber with roman and seth at their respective corners no rock versus cody one-on-one i wouldn't think so no i mean I, but I, 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 coming out of the press conference a lot of people were like we're more interested in seeing these guys go one-on-one so i mean not for nothing yeah i but see that's why i think night one will probably be cody uh cody doing something else and then Rock versus Roman uh, for the championship, and then Cody will face the winner on night two. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Appreciate that, Alan. Uh, thanks for submitting that. Uh, will Chisholm says, it is kind of popping me that The Rock and Triple H still at it, even in the boardroom and storyline. Triple H backing Cody and Seth and Rock backing the family is the real hate forever. Yeah, that's a good story to tell, I think, uh, coming out of this. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of good dynamics they uh, introduced here, but in a very convoluted and wacky way, but <laughs> it was all laid out for him, but they just mixed all yeah. the pieces up, but whatever. Uh, Chris Austin says tag match rock and Roman versus Cody Cena elimination chamber. Then rock versus Seth knock night one kickoff for title Cody versus Roman main event for night two. Where's Cena come from? You need to go throw Cena in there. You know, he's around. No. He's trying to act like he's still not retired, even though he's super retired. I don't even know why he'd be saying that. Oh, how, but that's why I'm like that. But see, adding Cena doesn't make sense because if the storyline moving forward is Cody is like, that's my spot. I'm not going to let you just come in and take it. Why would he then tag with a part timer? He would tag with somebody else that's like mm. him and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, yeah. People that are there every night. Uh, Stephen Marcusili also says Rock versus Cody night one. Um, No, I don't think that it is. Yeah. Like I, said, I, I think that. uh. If I Rock does a one-on-one match, it's going to be with Roman. I think the Rock-Roman match is going to be night one, and then probably Cody facing the winner, if mm-hmm. all. I, I don't think they should do the triple threat match, uh, but it's a possibility. Right. And then Shocktown Spurs says, corporate Triple H as a face is some nasty, nasty business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's any time to maybe not be cutting a promo, telling how great everything is, probably now. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was very awkward listening to that crowd cheer Triple H um, mm. last night, but you know I I, I seen what he did. I, I seen it. I seen what he did. I mean, getting into lawsuit stuff and they're not really naming any names, but it's like it's looking crazy. Is all I'm saying. Triple H. <sighs> yeah, look, man. You know, like I can't so. put no names to nothing, but it's it's looking like it. You know. It's looking away. It's definitely mm-hmm. looking away. Uh, into some Humper chats uh, from Tyrone Kid. He says, uh, "What's up, Graps? Uh, I should have known after tasting his Blanca tequila, not to trust Rock." <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Why well, is tequila get uh, uh, caught astray? Uh, yeah, Tyrone is alright. It's alright. Uh, but he says, uh, I should have known after tasting his Blanco tequila not to trust Rocky with this storyline. If it's uh, if it's the W to tag uh, or triple threat match for WrestleMania, this story is a mess. On a lighter note, to quote Uncle Luke, who that, 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 who Hoochie Cheryl. Hoochie Cheryl, man. Who that, who that, who that, Hoochie Cheryl is hella funny. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are some fools, man. 
Appreciate uh, y'all. From uh, another uh, Humper Chat regular, Nelson Muntz, uh, with big business, uh, Mercedes Monet coming in AEW Women's Division has almost everything you want in a roster. The only thing that that division doesn't have are luchadors and high flyers. Um, yeah, man, that's... Man, I, I hate that the AQA stuff didn't work out because I feel like AQA mm-hmm. could have been that. Um, I'm like, I, who's a good woman high flyer? I'm gonna have to think about that. This is a good question. I like this. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> excited to see uh, what uh, what shakes out a big business. Uh, yeah, from uh, Life of Dean, he says, "Happy Saturday, Grapsy fam. Hope all is well. Why they keep treating stuff like that?" They were dragging him through the mud, and he didn't even defend himself. Real nasty work. I don't know why they be doing my guy like this, man. It's just it's, I hate, I hate to see it, man. man I hate to see it, man. Sad. But um, could always leave, man. It's all right. But you know, he did that uh, interview with Sean afterwards, and he said that he's still happy, and it seems like he might be staying put. Mm. So, I don't know. He didn't Good confirm friend. that, but based on what he was saying, it doesn't sound like he's going nowhere. Right. Um, could be just saying all of the right things, but I. I'm guessing he's not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Tony P says the biggest blow to stardom would be Mayo Mayu when her contract is up. But hearing how Rossi didn't believe in Micah and wanted Zuzu over her when she is hot uh, was crazy to learn. Uh, those that stay, who Rossi may not have believed in, uh, will light a fire for them um, if they can. Azumi, Utami, SLK, they will be okay. Um, Oh, if if they can keep Azumi, Utami, and that's mm. okay, they will be okay. Uh, also, that Julia story about why she lost to Tam was fucked up. Uh, the more you hear about it, the old president, the more you can understand why stardom is a mess now. Bushiroad needs to hire better. Um, I'm not aware of the storyline uh, of why Julia lost. Um, I did not see that part of it. Oh, uh, me neither. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about there, Tony. Um, I'm mm-hmm. sure somebody will tag me in it or something afterwards, but I'm I'm not up on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> from Van Twin Blade, he says, fuck Metallica. Okay. <laughs> Starting out hot. <laughs> All right. yeah, okay. uh, the, the old pricks did not deserve to win. Uh, Jaded by Spirit Box should have won. Uh, but most mid-metal band of all time wins another popularity contest. I, I'm going to take this, your word this for is it. Grammy's talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I'm um, with you. But speaking of rock, man, shout out to Paramore. Paramore won Best Rock Album. Um, well Haley, Haley Williams is now the first uh, front woman to win Best Rap Album. That's really dope. That's awesome. Uh, from uh, D-Lo Diggs, uh, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Hope doing a big shout out to the Grammy Awards. Was a mood. Also, him saying some of y'all shouldn't have been nominated was funny. Also, yeah. wait. <laughs> also, uh, Way C Monique on the club Shay Shay. Also, Doc Rivers is sucking eggs badly. Oh, and Punk was in his bag at the press conference. Uh, that is the part we did forget about the Grammy stuff with Hove. Hove saying, Yeah, some of y'all shouldn't have been in y'all category, Man. and then just laughing it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw he said, I tell the truth when I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be using that line now. I tell the truth when I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not be surprised if my guy, uh, uh, from Chicago as well uses that at some point. Um, <laughs> from Jason Revs, he said, uh, "Raps, where do you where do you rank Hangman versus Swerve three in regards to best matches of the year to date? Also, I feel this rivalry is one of those incidents where you can see people talking about it for years, um, i.e., Rock Austin or Flair Steamboat. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I agree. I think that it's clearly one of AEW's best rivalries to date. I think it's going to go down as like an all-time great wrestling rivalry. Might yeah. still have some time to go, but it definitely has the makings of that. Um, I'm not sure how I ranked this so far. I think um, it's hard to rank anything over that second match because the Texans' death match was just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, that's still their best match. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the second match, then the third match, and then their first match. That's my yeah. ranking off the top of my head. Exactly. That's kind of exactly the same for me. I think that the second match is hard to top that. They were going to have to kill each other to try to top what they did yeah. there. But I thought this match was really good. Like uh, uh, They executed great. The time limit draw ended up working out. Like All of it was really dope work. They did some amazing stuff. The dead eye to the table was yeah. insane. Um, but yeah, I've I seen a lot of people saying that this is potentially the match of the year and i'm like brian and okada still happen this year brian so. okada happened this year we had some i mean we we had some great matches from wrestle kingdom mm-hmm. i'm sure that uh will osprey is going to try and one up this match by the end of the year definitely um he also had a really really good match at wrestle kingdom as well with mox mm-hmm. and um finlay finlay for nothing for not for nothing had a good promo on osprey as well in the press conference mm. um we basically called him a nepple baby he was like yeah i'm not the only nepple baby here because will osprey is gonna go and work for his dad in a few weeks tony Khan. <laughs> um, oh hello funny osprey and josh alexander too was this year too there's been some great wrestling this year honestly yeah um but yeah, it's it's up there with the best matches this year so far. Yeah, but I mean, it's only, it's only February. Um, right. It's only February. <laughs> it's only February. So uh, I'm sure uh, a lot of our rankings are going to change by the end of the year. Definitely. Um, uh, from Bizarro Bigel, he says, hey, guys, people out here acting like WWE planned this Cody drama instead of course correcting. I'm tired. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Should have been last year. All I know is we got big business in Boston. Um, I'm going to be there. Just think Edge, Osprey, Monet, and more, question mark. Um, yeah. Um, we got one more Humper chat, and then I'm going to I'm gonna hit a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get into some big business talk. Um, from Don Ramondo, he says, uh, for Grapsity, hey, Reg and Phil, are you guys satisfied with the Cody, Roman, Rock stuff? And Okada versus Gunther at Mania should be fired. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I think we got about the best we could get out of the mess they created. Yeah. Uh, I think that they've got a lot of good storylines that they could work with coming out of kickoff. Again, I just think they overcomplicated things. And I, I think there's a clear reason why they overcomplicated things. But yeah, you know, uh, 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 um, I talked about this a few days ago. Coming out of it, something that was a little bit reassuring to me with the actual pivot thing is like I've been watching WWE for 30 years, you guys, and they say famously that they listen to their fans, but honestly, a lot of the times they really don't. They mm-hmm. ended up they end up just getting the fans into accepting what they what they give them, and and it's fine. Um, I do like that. Fans after Friday were so vocal. They got on the internet, they got everywhere, and they were mad. The WWE pivoted, like even after the Brian Danielson thing in 2014, it took a few weeks for them to even accept that because they were trying to be like, you, you guys, we don't care. Shut up. We don't care about Brian Danielson, but we got there. This time they were instantly like, all right, you guys, <laughs> we hear you, we see you. And they they corrected it like 
not even a full week before it happened. So I do want to, that is a big kudos being a WWE fan for a long time and knowing that we weren't listened to for all these years to know that they are listening and they are trying to satisfy their fans and they are doing something about it. That's pretty reassuring for, for the future. Yeah. It's a new era. Isn't that what Triple H told you? Um, I, I think that it's also, <laughs> but, I, I, but I, but I think that all of that stuff you're saying is reassuring, but I also think that it was intentional. I think that they very much wanted to make themselves look like the good guys and pat themselves on the back. This does definitely feel like when the, the story we heard about triple H apparently knowing about the rock thing before he booked the Royal rumble, it does look like he's doing everything to be like, but I'm doing great over here. I was trying to do this. I, I, look, like, I never wanted himself to up. Yeah, exactly. All right, look, I, I thought we should finish the story. Like, mm-hmm. I, the Rock thing, I didn't. I never knew about that at all. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing he did with the CM Punk thing, where it's like, oh well, we didn't plan on bringing him into the till the week of, but then you know we heard what the fans said, and the fans mm-hmm. wanted this, so we're gonna do it for the fans. Like, I hear you, man. I hear you. Do do your do your politicking. Um, that is a good time to. Get a word from our sponsors, then we'll hit some more wrestling news. Hey guys, I'm here to tell you about betonline.ag, the official betting partner of Fightful. It's not just an online platform. They've been trusted for over 25 years. They boast a focus on the player approach and have built their reputation on offering their clients nothing but the best. From cutting edge technology to enticing promotions and the latest sports betting odds. Whether it be wrestling, MMA, boxing, or football, baseball, basketball, uh, racing, anything you can think of. All major sporting events are covered by betonline.ag. Fast payouts, highest credit card acceptance industry-wide, safe and secure online environments, and their live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites weekly and easily and in real time. Betonline.ag. That's where we're going at Fightful. That's where we suggest you go as well. That's where we get all of our odds at. BetOnline.ag. Only bet what you can, and please bet responsibly. Uh, BetOnline AG is where you can find your odds on whether Cody will finish the story at WrestleMania. Now, I'm sure. Please bet responsibly. Um, we got some more firing news uh, coming out of this week. What of course, the hell is happening this week? I, I am, of course, not snickering of, at the idea that someone lost their job because that's awful. Uh, but just everything around this is just completely ridiculous. Um, and, of course, I'm speaking about uh, TNA uh, fired Scott Demore this week. And the way they announced it was so strange. Um, they didn't announce his firing. They announced his replacement. And so I was like, <laughs> okay. Like it was like the like they treated it like his replacement with the main story, and then like somewhere in like the third paragraph in the uh, the press release they put out, then they talked about letting Scott Demore go mm-hmm. and like what he meant for the company, and I was just like, it was like uh, all this like three paragraphs of the new guy, and then it was like one sentence of like oh yeah, and Scott Demore's con- contract is terminated. It was like wait, we yeah, want to hear more about that though. <laughs> yeah, and I, so I was looking in there, and I was I was like, all right, but what happened to Scott though? Because yeah. you. you <laughs> This guy has been with this company for over 20 years. Um, you've just started this rebrand with TNA, and he was front front and fixed, front, front, uh, center, front yeah. center for this entire thing. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Um, very, very strange turn of events. Um, coming out of Rossi News, I was like, what? And then you, you tie that also with Vince resigning early in the year. 
It's just like, what What's is going on? on? Um, so uh, there's there's a few things happening at once with this uh, Scott Demore thing. There's a report that came out that um, he butted heads with uh, someone at Anthem about the budget moving forward for TNA. Um, and there was some talk about him potentially buying TNA as well mm-hmm. um, that he uh, went to them and said that he had backing and he wanted to buy the company and they rejected him. Um, boy, that is a lot to take in because when you just look at what he's done for TNA on the surface, um, all of the wrestlers he's brought in, uh, just like the infrastructure he's built and the trust he has in that locker room, I'm just like, yeah, something's off here because he's not doing a bad job on the TV side. So it had to be something else we don't know about. So that that stuff lends itself to that. But it also feels like there's more to this than we know because mm-hmm. I'm just like, it just feels like that can't be it. If it was just this budget right. thing, him going in and saying, all right, I want more money. Just tell him no. Don't, yeah, don't just fire him. Yeah, like it. it the, the stories are like, the adding up is kind of weird. It's like, Oh yeah, he came in and said he wanted to buy the company. Um, there's another story that he wanted to bring in Braun Strowman, and they told him they didn't have enough money. You didn't read this? Yeah, no. he wanted, apparently, he wanted to bring in Braun Strowman, and they were like, "Dude, we're not paying money for that fool." They they told him he's not going to change anything. Essentially, is what happened. And so we keep hearing these stories about. It seems like a lot of money things, and like I know how crazy money yeah. is. But like, if you can't afford them, just telling them no. But like the the wording and and all of that is what's weird because they said terminated. His contract was terminated. Like it wasn't right. like like that wording seems different than like what they're leading on. You know what I mean? Terminated is like you fired. You're out of here, dude. You're fired. You did something crazy. But I mean, it could just be. I don't. I don't know honestly. Like when I heard the uh, story initially, I was like, wait. This doesn't make any sense. After the it kind of uh, came out, the public outcry from all the wrestlers being like, "We love Scott. We're I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Scott." TNA is back for Scott. It's like this doesn't add up. If everybody on this side is looking like they love this, they're they love Scott. They're into this. They're so happy at the place that TNA is now. And then out of nowhere, he's gone. What happened here? Yeah, that's that's why I'm saying this is very very strange. Like. When I saw that news pop up on my timeline, I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently he knew um, coming right. into this week, he's known for some time. That mm-hmm. That's also what the report says. Uh, Which when, is also wild. Um, but yeah, th- this rebrand is, we're only three weeks into this rebrand. <laughs> and this feels like his baby, you know what I mean? It's like, wait. Yeah. He has to be the dad to this rebrand. <laughs> and, you know, I totally understand all of the wrestlers and all of the people that are there that are coming forward and saying, you know, he's the heart and soul of this company. Because it certainly felt that way because looked like it. he was such a focal peer, uh, figure on television. All of the stuff that we were seeing online, he was a part of it. It seemed like he was a big part of the initiative to push certain things and to push certain wrestlers, to sign certain wrestlers. Um, so I get it. Um very confusing. Um, of course, this also brought back up the investigation stuff that was going on a, a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's why I'm kind of like this is it's strange. Now I'm strange. not gonna sit. I'm not gonna sit here and say that the investigation has anything to do with why he's fired. Um, but because that's public knowledge, it's hard to just act like all right. None of the, the, there's nothing salacious going on here. Exactly. Um, because 
yeah, the the investigation stuff came out, and there are some boy. Do, do your uh, do your Googles on this, kids. There is some um, there's some very uh, fishy stuff in connection to this investigation. Of course, the investigation is linked to uh, sexual harassment and uh, Don Callis, and I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Um, I saw a lot of people that were rushing to his defense and I was just like, Ugh. I can't, I, I, I need I to know. I need to know. The I have whole to know story. the whole story now. I need to know the whole story first before we no jump to his what. defense, because we've been burned a few times by this, where we'll just be like, Oh, but he was doing a great job and he was doing a great job. And, um, it, you know, people want to do their tributes and all of this stuff, but then I've been burned. I can't anymore. It some... started in 2007 when yeah. they did a fucking tribute episode to Chris Benoit. And I was like talking to my friend and be like, this guy's the great blah, blah, blah. And then like three hours later being like, oh, my God. Yeah, I can't anymore. Yeah. Like, I got to hear their full full story first. We, we got to be a little bit careful. And I mean, that's again, that's not to say that he's done anything. I don't that's not said that, that I don't know anything at all. I don't I, I don't. I didn't mean to make the comparison to Benoit. I'm just saying how. The situation is i don't know anything at all about scott demore i i was shocked as everybody else was when this story came out so right so yeah i don't know that he's done anything but i just think uh the timing of him getting let go uh the way they're treating this like it's not a big deal um it's bizarre uh, <laughs> they're big... treating it like it's a big not a big deal huh why is it so weird i was all... like oh yeah and scott's gone too and we're like wait what hold on scott's gone where did he go <laughs> Yeah, they, they, like I said, when they put that press conference out, that press release out, it wasn't a press release to announce that he was let go. It was a press release to announce his replacement. And then also in there, yeah, Scott's contract was terminated. It's like, well, why? Like, what what happened? Um, and I, Please tell us why. We are. This isn't like some little thing. Like some guy. Like, oh no, we let the janitor. No, you let the like the face of the the business and and development side of this company go, and without an explanation. And like you said, we're three weeks into this reboot. We thought we were off to the races. Like things were changing over here, and now the guy leading the way's gone. And the way that they said they said that. Uh, Essentially, the the company was in a Zoom meeting, and the yeah. wrestlers are there in the Zoom meeting, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, Scott's gone," because this guy's replacing. And then they're like, "What? What do you mean right. he's gone?" So they're kind of in the same boat that we were of like, "Oh, they got a new leader, and uh, Scott's gone." And you're like, "Wait, what about Scott though? I want to hear about that. I don't want to." Cool, we have a new leader, but this sounds wild, especially with like it seemed like morale was pretty high coming out yeah. of the reboot, coming out of that that pay per view. Like it seemed like they were in a good position, and this can't be good for their morale. This is pretty, honestly, it feels ironic that they went back to TNA and then a TNA thing happened. It was like, damn, like fuck, man, pretty yeah. Um, yeah, this is pretty TNA. Yeah, because we we keep hearing about how you know how enthusiastic that locker room was and you know you you hear good things about the locker room over there a lot you hear good things about the morale over there a lot and it seems like uh for the most part that scott was a good person to work with um you didn't hear like all of these stories about him and so yeah this just feels like it just came out of nowhere and i mean even if you knew about the investigation stuff because the investigation stuff is public knowledge that was far enough away where it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like that that had anything to do. Yeah, with we're this. past that. I don't think that was, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying we are past that, but that's what it felt like for the company. And yeah. It felt and like that's, for the brand. 
Yeah, it just feels like the timing is 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 kind of bizarre. Like, yeah. why why now? Um, what happened? Uh, if if it's just what like what the, the hell happened, you guys? This is weird. That's why, that's why I'm like, if it's just the budget <laughs> stuff, that doesn't make sense. If, if if it's just the budget stuff, that seems incredibly short sighted. Yeah. Um, even like if he blowing was, your whole operation up for like, because the homie wants a. a fucking increase in his pay it sounds seems wild but i mean it is a corporate structure that could be um this could not be the first thing there was some talks of like um kind of they want the company to be more centered around anthem and 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 the parent company and and and, then that and it seems like scott was trying to expand to bigger to bigger things than that they had jordan in the the royal rumble and they're trying to move into different markets being in bigger venues like maybe that wasn't the vi- the vision they're like yo we told you we ain't got no money big dog why are you still doing this yeah there, there were some links here <laughs> with him working with wwe as well that i saw mm-hmm. people tried to connect some dots on but again that stuff doesn't really make sense to me because I would think that having jordan in the royal rumble and getting free publicity for your brand helps you helps um, yeah. i i this just doesn't really make sense. Um, that's why I'm like, I don't know. It has to be more to this than what we're hearing. Um, I wouldn't just jump to the conclusion that it's simply that uh, he wanted he wanted more money. He wanted money. a bigger budget or mm-hmm. that he just wanted to buy it. It seems like it might be more to it than that. Um, uh, it, <laughs> I, oh, I was going to make a awful joke about somebody uh, rumored reportedly buying something to disguise some other allegations um because that is what we heard with the bill cosby thing remember people were like he was trying to buy nbc guys and it's yeah. Like, oh Whoa. yeah <laughs> which of, of course i am not saying anything yeah, related no, we, to, we, we're just to like scott we're, is we're similar to, to bill guys similar that's it no we're not saying uh, we're not we're we not don't connecting. know anything i don't know nothing about not, the situation we got to be careful with that because as yes. I've seen, people will take snippets of, of podcasts and go, right. oh, well, are you attributing? No, no, yeah. no, 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 nope. no, no, no. We are not attributing anything he's done. And I'm not saying that he's done anything salacious in comparison to Bill Cosby. No. But it, you know what I'm talking about. In our yes. in our, in our our community at one point, people were like, man, they had to get him out of here because he was trying to buy NBC. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I don't think that's really... I don't think that's what it was, but I mean, things could be, uh, things could be, but yeah, it's like, um, I think leading into this year, they were in such a good place with how everything was happening with the wrestling industry in general and coming off that pay-per-view and the relaunch and all this, I was like, okay, this is good. And then this happened and I was like, this is so odd, man. Like it, it, it came out of nowhere. They announced a guy. Now, apparently Joel Pearl was talking a little bit about it when we switched from the the, the uh, Ring of Honor to TNA show this week, that the guy that they did put into place, he has been around for a while. He worked for Fight TV or Fight mm-hmm. the Fight Network in Canada, and he has some he has some history in pro wrestling, so he's not coming in like totally lost, but it's still just so weird. It's it's strange. Um, and it hey, for all we know, it could be just a budget thing. Maybe they looked at yeah. it like um, he's never going to let this go. He's going to keep asking. Um, he's going to keep pushing for more. Um, but my thing is, um, shouldn't you want him to do that? Like, shouldn't you want him to improve your 
your uh, product. And I, I hate to say it, but in order to improve your product, you're going to need to put money into it. You, you're not going to be able to bring in the stars that you want without signing big contracts. You're not going to be able to change the perception of TNA's presentation without putting more money into the production. I um, think that's a bad sign too, kind of Phil, because all the things that people have complained about this sh- impact and TNA about the reasons that they don't watch it, the reason that they don't keep up. It seems like from these stories and these reports that Anthem isn't going to change those. Like Anthem is saying, yeah, no, we're not going to give you bigger venues. We're not going to give you more money for better production. We're not going to do any of that. We're just kind of, they're just like, it feels like Anthem is like, this is our little wrestling show that we have over here. Relax. And we're not taking it anything bigger than what it is. It's cheap content. It's easy to produce. And mm-hmm. I, that's what we want. We want this for that reason. We're not putting more money into this. Right. And um, that's uh, that's disheartening. Again, going three weeks into a revamp, um, that kind of cuts off your revamp at the legs. That, that, lets, mm-hmm. that lets the fans and people behind the scenes know, all right, well, this is kind of like a revamp in name only. Like we're putting a new coat of paint on this, but you're still going to treat this the same way. Then what are we doing? Like, yeah. I just, it's not a good sign. Like I said, go, being TNA again and then a TNA thing happening like this, it's like, damn, dude, what the hell's going on here? Crazy, crazy situation. It doesn't make it, – it's not surprising, honestly, with how wild this news has been in the beginning. It's like, oh, yeah, of course, uh, Scott DeMore is fired. That makes a lot of sense in this 2024 climate of wrestling news is the nuttiest shit you ever wake up to at these times. It's crazy, man. Yeah, I, I hope that uh, – hope that, you know – Scott is doing well. Um, I hope that the, again, it's hard to say. I hope he's doing well because there's so much we don't know. And yeah, I wanna... I'm, if he comes out of this and it's not some wild, unfortunate thing, hopefully it's not. He could get a job somewhere else. So I mean, yeah, I mean, if 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 that. it if it's just the budget stuff, if it's just if it's just what it is on the surface, he'll land on his feet. Everybody's um, gonna think we're talking crazy. You guys, we're not. We don't know. I'm. I kind of want to keep reiterating that we don't know anything because I know people are gonna listen to this and be like, "What were they insinuating? We're not insinuating, insinuating anything." anything. I just think, I don't know anything. I, I'm just asking questions because it's yeah. biz- the entire thing is strange. And exactly. Of course, we got you gotta we gotta be careful because I've mm-hmm. seen how people and this is very touched. Yeah. Like this is sensitive. It's a touchy. It's up, a touchy subject. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm like, I don't know, man. I just, and I, I think, like I said, because because some people relate um, certain things to that investigation. Mm-hmm. I've seen certain people online continue to bring it up, and I'm not sure that there is a correlation. It might be just the money thing. I don't know, but I I can't sit here and act like people don't have reason to think that there's more to this based on that investigation, especially where the, with the place we're currently in in wrestling with the stuff at WWE, Mm -hmm. I can see why people might try to, you know, make, you know, two and two make four, but we just, there's just not enough information for us to jump to that conclusion. And that's exactly why I can't jump to any conclusions and I, and why I can't defend or even try to praise Scott Demore at the end of this, because I've seen the, I just seen this shit with WWE and Vince of like them being like, oh, he left the company and then them doing like a thank you Vince thing. And then it coming out that actually he's the worst person you had ever met. It's like, I don't I can't even yeah. I will wait for the results. If in two weeks I'm like, oh, nothing happened. It was just the the, the budget. I'll be happy to, to praise. And if two weeks it comes out as crazy, I don't want to be attached to it. So that's all it is. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, you never want to sit and talk about somebody getting fired, especially when it seemed like they were good at their job. It seemed like Scott was very good at his job. He did a great job over there with the wrestlers he brought in, um, with the guys he decided to push, the people that he invested in. Um, and I, I think that that definitely came across with the people that were coming out and saying thank you to him. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just seeing that Leon Slater tweet him saying thank you, and I'm like, man, they just signed this guy. He hasn't done oh, anything with the company yet. Like, geez, you just brought in Nick Nemeth. He hasn't really done much with the company yet. You got Ali coming in. You got all of these things kind of happening. And then in the midst of this, you just fire this guy. It's just, it looks crazy. Damn, all those people that you named, I'm like, they should be, this should be nothing but celebration. Ali's coming in. Nick Nemeth is coming. Uh, Mike Bailey wins the damn award every year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they have so much good going on. ABC is ridiculous. Like, they have so many great things coming on. That Scott Demore played a big hand in. So it's like, yo, what is going to happen? I hope that they could at least continue having the success and being on the trajectory that they're on. They just announced... Uh, on the show Thursday that they're going to be at the Palms for their next big pay-per-view. So it's like, I hope they could continue with the success that they were having. And again, just like the stardom situation, that they don't get lost in the shuffle of all the other crazy business dealings that are kind of around it. It happening right after the Rossi thing, too, is like, what, dude? And then they were trying to... I saw a couple of people making the same kind of suggestions of, oh, maybe Scott was... Um, you know, trying to become something for WWE or helping out WWE or feeder system or as all kind of wild things that you would think that come off of this. It's just all interesting that it's happening so close together. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you, huh. <laughs> it's a lot, man. It's a lot to take in, man. Because I mean, just the idea that he was trying to buy the company is yeah. interesting in itself. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. Even like, what was he gonna do? What do you like? I'm like, what? Like, buy it and then do what? You know? Even if you're like trying to like facilitate like someone to come in and buy, even if you're like courting other people to buy, like that's because they could have because Anthem could essentially been like the like Stardom was a Rossi. Like, well, what are you doing? Like, what kind of dealings are you doing over here? Is it is it in the best interest of the company? Is it like there's so much attached to this? Yeah, and I mean, even even the way it was reported, and of course, it's just a report, so this could not be true. But the way they was reported that he was he he came in with an offer to buy, and he came in with uh, a backer uh, and and money from somewhere, and it's just like, nah, what does that mean? Like, there's just too many questions here, man. Especially like again, if you're Anthem and you just told this full no, and then he's like, "But actually, I got a backer in a check," and you're like, "Dude, stop! We didn't. We already talked about it. we're not doing this." So I don't know, man. I hope he gets back on. Uh, no, I'm not saying anything. Let's uh move. On. I'm getting. I'm not uh, saying anything. Uh, Bragov <laughs> says, "Appreciate you guys. Happy Grafster Day." Um, BB says, "Chances we finally get a Rock HBK confrontation." What do you think of that, Phil? You think we will ever get? The stare no. down between this man who absolutely hates Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels. I don't think so. I, I think HBK is done wrestling, buddy. <laughs> yes, exactly. That was a that was another thing. I saw people like, man, Rock versus Triple H twenty twenty four. Also, this, no. this man mm-hmm. is not wrestling, man. This guy had a serious heart issue. He is not nice. wrestling. He's not wrestling, man. In the same sentence, serious and heart issues, you're never wrestling again. We're good here. 
why and why would you even want to dude i, I want no. this health and safety of these people wwe is never going to clear this guy to wrestle man no seriously i just don't see that ever happening they didn't clear brian dan they were trying to clear brian danielson they're barely trying to clear edge like they're not gonna come on dude no and then uh, chris austin says why not cena tagging with cody at elimination chamber it's history No, I, I just don't think it fits the story. I think I, I think you've told me that, that they told me the story is him and Rollins on the same side and them because it's different when you're saying these are two guys that look like they were going to be WrestleMania opponents. And now you're turning it into them now tagging up together and seeing how they can coexist. That's the story. Why do you add Cena to that? Cena had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's just a look if Cena's there, I think is all it is. Um, Easy E says, "Am I the only one that thinks it's a bad look to make the board heels amongst the allegation? The Hunter TV face turn feels like McMahon booking one on one. Yeah, no, you're not the only one. It's definitely, definitely looks away. It lo- it looks away. It looks like uh, it looks like certain people trying to make themselves look like the good guy in the room. Especially if like uh, with the lawsuit stuff, we're all talking about. Well, what's Triple H have to do? What's Triple H about to do this? And then he goes on TV to be like, actually, I'm cool. It doesn't look." <laughs> doesn't look good at all Mm-mm. looks bad uh shocky 29 says giving some indie love i never seen astronauts and after watching their match with violence is forever at night one of the jersey j cup boy i get it yeah i haven't got to watch any of the jersey j cup i'll probably get into some of it today but it looks like it's been pretty wild an insane uh lineup of talent uh some of the best independent wrestlers in the world are on that if you have fight tv or triller tv they changed to uh check that show out uh, night two is today um deontay Swanier says i heard the authority i raised my eyebrow authority put me through hell i be damned y'all be easy out there all love cody please finish this damn story finish the story yeah them coming out every week and tell uh i don't want that anymore but uh no. th- it's a new era remember um, Shane Monster says, where do you think DeMora goes now? I love to see TK bring him in the ROH. I know long shot because maybe we get, we finally get Gresham home. Uh, yeah, man, look, I would very much like to see Gresham wrestle in ROH in some way, but, uh, I think we're going to have to wait a while for that. Again, sure. full story first is where I'm going. Full story. Uh, shock hit 29 says the Anthem handled letting Scott DeMora go. I wouldn't be shocked if a ton of talent asked for their releases. Uh, maybe I, I don't know if I would jump to that conclusion just yet. Yeah, this is kind of one of those uh, wrestlers have to take it on the chin type of thing. Like we're gonna be upset about it, but like, what can we really do at the end of this? Yeah. Uh, Chris says, should Tony Khan hire Scott Demore to run Collision so less his workload? You guys, Tony Khan ain't getting nobody to take over nothing. I, I see that. Not this isn't on Chris. Like I see this mentioned often of people being like. Tony Khan needs to bring in somebody to blah, blah, blah. He has a whole bunch of people helping already. Um, yeah, we just don't know what the relationship is yet. We mm-hmm. don't know. I, I don't I don't see it. I think if, if he's going to let somebody take over Collision or ROH, I think he's probably going to uh, promote somebody within before exactly. they bring in somebody like Scott Demore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's he's got not, the group of people already like he's working with. Yeah, and that's not to say that Scott would probably come in and do a bad job. I think he would probably come in and do great, but I just don't see... I don't see him making that kind of move. He does have a leg up, though. There is like Sanjay back there. There's some some, yeah. some TNA players that could help if it's possible. If it's if it could happen, there are reasons why it would happen. 
It's po- it's definitely possible, but yeah. um, I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, again, I it's 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 this. There's more we probably don't know, but again, we're mm. saying there's more that we probably know. And Don Callis works at AEW, so exactly. So. Uh, Church of Tupac says Attitude Era is over. Rock and Wrestling Era is back. <laughs> Bring, back like yeah. Bring back Cindy Lauper. Bring back Cindy Lauper. Bring back Wendy Richter. Yeah, totally. It really does feel like that. It's like SNL appearances and shit. Like it, it is what it is. And then Van Twinblade says, "Hey, what about A One Alpha One Wrestling? Alpha One Wrestling made their return, headed by Ethan Page." Um, the show is for free on YouTube, and it's a really fun wrestling show. The crowd out there in Canada and Hamilton super hot. A lot of talented wrestlers that you should know going forward. Um, Daniel Garcia and Alec Price in a really great match. Alec Price wrestled. I mean, uh, Ethan Page also wrestled. Like, Definitely check out that Alpha One show. They're doing a lot of great stuff there in Canada. Wrestlers are very excited that it's back. It's a good look. Yeah. That's all of our Super Chats. I believe we hit all of our humper chats, um, mm-hmm. but I will double check before we before our last piece of business. Okay. Emphasis on the business. Our last piece of business. <laughs> uh, Big yeah. business. That was our last humper chat. Again, of course, if you want to send us a humper chat, humperchat.com/slash/fightful. Um, we got a, another big announcement, quote unquote, Tony Khan big announcement. Um, <laughs> And he announced, uh, well, first of all, uh, TD Garden stepped on his announcement. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Cannot forget about TD Gardens putting out the information early. I get on the line earlier in the day, and I'm like, why is everybody talking about the TD Gardens? And I'm like, oh, shit. They yeah. put the ticket link up, essentially. <laughs> yeah, stepped on his announcement and so basically made it known that AEW was coming to Boston. And then, of course, everybody, you know, made the assumption. All right, well, that's probably what the announcement is. And sure enough, that is the announcement that AEW is heading to Boston to take care of some big business at a TD Garden. It's time. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, our our, uh, our co-host made it hot. If people were still wondering what his percentage was, he put he out the percentage. He did make it very hot. <laughs> He put his percentage out with the announcement for big business. There are things that you can look at. The color scheme for the announcement, of course, it's got the big Boston in the background. Uh, I think it's pretty clear. Hint, 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 wink, wink. This is probably where Mercedes Monet is going to debut in her hometown of Boston, Massachusetts. Dude, Um, we're finishing a story is what you're telling, right? We started a thing on this podcast with Will and his percentages, and I think we might finish the story. Might finish the story. Um, Before Cody. We also we also talked about her appearance at uh at at all in London, um, yep. and uh, this is something we've talked about for quite a while. I think that it it's definitely finally happening. Um, like yeah, that's what Denise and I were talking about on Wednesday. Like the emphasis that they put on her at all in, it's like they wouldn't like if they didn't think she was coming in here, they wouldn't have been like, "Here's her on our show four times," even though she's just sitting here, you know. And they did it a few times um, when uh, when Willow beat her for the belt. They also had her on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done a, a few um, nods to Mercedes that I'm like, uh, it seems like there is some negotiation at the very least. There are some talks. There were some, probably some plans at one point to bring her in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care what anybody tells me. I think that there were plans to bring her in. Um, if she didn't get her with Willow last year, this it would have been a completely different story. She probably would already be there. I think that there were plans probably in place when she got before she got injured, and I also think that there are probably plans for her to come in 
um, before she had the match with New Japan, and New Japan was like, no, 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 that's I, what I think too. I think because remember last year the January fourth show, everybody's like, she's gonna be in in L.A., and I'm like, no, New Japan probably had a contract to be like, your first match is gonna be with us, and that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, it felt like they were leading the way to get here. But these unfortunate obstacles just kind of fell yeah. in the way. But yeah, they're they're laying it out for us, Phil. They're like, we're gonna be in Boston. The color schemes. If you zoom in on the pic, there's like little boss things. There's dollar signs. There's like they're saying they're like leading us into it. It's not like um, they're trying to keep it a secret. They are keeping it a secret because they're not coming out and say it. But like they're laying it out for us. I just thought it was super interesting. Of they've been asking us pretty much every week on our post show. Um, someone asked Denise and I, well, is Mercedes going to change the division? Like, are they going to, is it, is it going to be any different than it is now? And I'm like, well, this is a good start. I mean, we've only seen this situation happen one time, Phil, in AEW, yeah. where they say, we're going to be at a venue and you know why. And like, that was for CM Punk and like for her to be put in the same position of we're going to be in Boston and you know exactly why you should probably get a ticket already shows that things are going to be different. She's the type of superstar with what she comes with her legacy, her accolades, her history, her fans, like everything that she comes with. There's no way that they can let her come and just sit and catering. So it's going to be interesting if she does officially debut there on how they handle it. Um, the women's division has been, uh, you know, insane kind of this year with the debuts and people coming back and all this stuff and adding her to it's going to be even more, uh, even more fanfare, even a bigger uh, spotlight put on them. So this is exciting, man. I'm, I, when they when he had that announcement, I'm like, yo, we lit, man. This is uh, this is kind of what we've been waiting for. It feels like a year now. I don't even know when the percentage thing started on this show. Like it's been over a year for that, right? It's been over a year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because I mean, he's been Will hasn't been on this show in what Climbing eight months? On a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over eight yeah. months going on. Yeah. We're coming up on because what it was like April or something. Yeah, we're we're coming up on uh, nearly ten months. It'll, it'll be twelve months soon. That's nuts. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about with her coming in. I think it's exciting news. Um, Pete, when people are like, "Is she a game changer?" Of course she is. Like, I just think, why are we even having this debate? Um, it's not a debate. They they have never signed a female free agent of her caliber. They just yep. haven't. They're like they've signed some wrestlers we all like. They've signed some big names, but nobody on her level. Um, that's just I, and I that's not it. that that's not nothing against the women like the women are great it's just like yeah. they, they just haven't had the opportunity because they're all locked up over there this is the first time that like a superstar women's wrestler is coming over yeah it's, it's different than any other women signing that they've had so far yeah this is way way different i mean like i said they've they've signed some women that i'm excited about but like this is like the first like major like not just a wrestling star. This is a woman that's done Star Wars. This is a woman that has the potential to be a household name for a lot of people. They they have not signed a woman of this caliber. Um, mm. I so forgot about that Star Wars shit, man. <laughs> I'm saying in Mandalorian, she's, she's yeah. done other things. She's headlined WrestleMania. 
you can't just act like that's a small thing. Like signing a woman that has main event at WrestleMania is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I can see people that are like, oh, we've been here. You guys said this with Soraya. All respect to Soraya. Soraya is not Mercedes, man. Yeah, like, way different. They're not, they're not the same. And I just don't think you can make that correlation. Um, like and- the uh, uh, the women's division, when the AEW women's division heard Soraya was coming in, they were like, oh, that's cool. Like, that'll be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to meet her. They're hearing Mercedes is coming in and they're like, holy shit. Like the whole, yeah. everything's going to change. Like one, I want to have a match with her, but two, like she's going to bring her whole bunch of fans that are going to change the trajectory of everything that's going on. It's so different. It's just so different. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked before on this podcast about, what makes Mercedes an all-time great? And I think it's the fact that there are so many of her peers, there are so many younger wrestlers that say that I wanted to start doing this because of you and Bailey's match. Or Bro, she's you... about to go into that locker room with people that are going to say that in the locker room yeah. now that are like, I'm here because of you. Yeah, we, we interviewed Willow, and Willow talked about how much it meant to potentially wrestle Mercedes and there are other people around the industry that feel that way. You saw that when she went to Japan and how much it changed things uh, for the conversations about Japanese wrestling and how the wrestlers over there were excited about getting to wrestle her and how, you know, people that don't usually watch new Japan or stardom start pulling up and watching that stuff because of her. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand the whole conversation of, is she a game changer? Of course she is. Yeah, <laughs> is. She's way, it's way more than even a game changer is, but yeah, this is good news. We got a, uh, Dan Wilkshire says, you boys think Okada shows up with uh, Mane? You think Okada's going to show up in Boston, Phil? I don't. I don't think so either. <laughs> I, I think if they have him, he's going to show up some other time. But Yeah, because you don't want to step on either of their moments. Like You want to end the show on the, the March 13th Boston show. Like If Mercedes is there, at the end of that show, we want to be like, Mercedes is here, and that's what we're talking about. If you bring in Okada, you just don't want to muddy that up. So if Okada comes in, he needs to have his own separate show. We're yeah. at the end of the show. We're like, and Okada's here. Like You're just going to muddy everything up if you put them together. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of the same thing that we talked about with Revolution. That's going to be Sting's night. Yep, so you don't exactly. want to, you, you probably don't want to put her in on that card. It makes more sense to give her her own moment in her hometown mm-hmm. where she's going to be the focal point. She's going to get the biggest pop of the night. Um, and I like it. I like that they're treating this like the punk thing. We don't get to see them give a lot of free agents that kind of treatment. I think right. Mercedes is someone that deserves that. And it's nice to see a woman get that treatment coming in because more than anything, we've Mm -hmm. never seen the company. Yeah. We've never seen a company (laughs) treat a woman like this coming in. (laughs) And so I think that's a good sign. Um, I'm not sure how you debut her. Um, because the, the the appeal to Mercedes is the matches. We want to get to the graps. Um, yeah. I don't think she's going to come straight in and have a match. But um, now, do you do the uh, uh, the CM Punk thing of we start the show and you bring her right out there, or do you let her come out at the end of the show? I think it's too different. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Because I, I, mm. the the thing with Punk is those CM Punk chants were going to drown out the entire show. Right. Right, right, right. I just don't think it's the same kind of reaction. It's not the he, same. He mm-hmm. had been gone for seven years. Like she, mm-hmm. she wrestled last year. <laughs> we saw her last year. Yeah, it is different. And her fans, are, but I'm like, her fans could possibly do that too. I just don't think they yeah, would. They're just gonna. I think it's just gonna be anticipation over like we've been waiting seven years for this shit. It's different. <laughs> it, it's just different. Um, I, and that's that's not comparing like their star power or anything. It's just no. different. It's just yeah. a, it's a different situation. Right. Um, 
but yeah, I'm excited. Very excited for her to be back. I've been I've been waiting since she got hurt. Like, man, can't wait to see her back out here, back grappling. Um, of course, she has put up some stuff where she's training with uh, uh, Fred Rosser. Um, also, has got like some um, some trolling, of course, because wouldn't be Mercedes without trolling. Uh, the day that Cody put up the "I've made my decision" on Instagram, <laughs> she changed her bio to "I've made my decision." She's um, so funny, dude. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man, I'm I'm excited, excited this for the big. matchups, excited mm-hmm. to see where this goes. I think it's good that AEW's women's division has looked better over the last few months. So that gives her a lot of stuff to work with coming in because it does make me think like, all right, cool. I want to see the Sheeta match, but also what is uh what does Mercedes versus Tony Storm look like? What does yep. Mercedes versus Deanna Perrazzo look like? Yep. Like what is what does the Willow rematch look like here in America? There's so much yep. stuff they could do with her. Queen Amanada, fucking Sky Blue, uh Thunder Rosa, Athena everybody like there's so many dream matches there that sheeta i think Sheeta honestly should get the first match maybe like sheeta's been the mvp of the division for so long like mercedes and sheeta is gonna tear the fucking house down man like there's so many great uh game changing matches that are gonna be set up like she's gonna we're gonna see a bunch of uh main events now because mercedes is gonna be in them like a bunch of women's main events yeah, I, you know, I've seen people you know, throwing that talking point around like, oh, why would she go there? Because they're not going to do anything that different with her. Um, but I, I think if you have the match and you have the storyline, um, you have a star of that caliber, there, there'll be more main events with her there. Yep. I, 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 of course, cannot guarantee that, but. I, you're going to not like, have a choice, man. Like this, yeah. her star power is too big to ignore. Yeah, and like, why wouldn't you? When the numbers start coming out, and you see all these Sasha fans are over here watching the show, you're gonna fucking put her in the main event eventually. That's kind of how this works. So, I think it's a really exciting time for the division. It's a really exciting time for the company, and it's a really exciting time for pro wrestling. I think we just need these continuously have these bigger major shakeups. Okada is still looming over this. Osprey's having his last match in in New Japan, so he's coming over. Like, this is just awesome. That's it. They, they've they've done some good signings with the women. They just brought in uh, Mariah May not too long ago. Just brought in uh, Diana Perazzo. Yep. You could you could be getting Jamie Hader back soon. I hope we got them Camille rumors uh, this week too. Yo, Camille mm-hmm. put that uh put those hove bars out there. I was like, <laughs> all right, talk your shit. Now talk your shit though, Camille. Yeah, they got you fucked up. Yeah, people was like, I don't know no, I don't really know no Camille matches like that. And she was like, Nah, I got you. Was putting out the clips. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here they go. Yeah, um, so I, I think that's a good sign for the division. But, man, this announcement was part of one of the best episodes of Dynamite that we've seen in recent memory. Dino-fucking-mite, man. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, opening with the Swerve match with Hangman, and that was a banger. Fire. Um, I mean, man, like like you said, it would have been tough to, to top that second match, but... This match was really, really good. That's how you the, do it. Um, I really liked the story they told. It felt like Hangman had his number throughout this match. Everything he went to do, Hangman, I mean, Swerve was ready for it. Swerve mm-hmm. came with that, uh, <laughs> came with the buckshot lariat. No botch came in, hit him clean. Um, <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> uh, hit him hit him clean with that. Hit, like, hit him with the dead eye through the table. Um, he was ready for everything he came with. If your excuse was before, you cannot beat me. You need Nana to win. 
He didn't win the match definitively here because it was a time limit draw. But the fact that he was ready. He was for on his ass. <laughs> the fact that he was ready for everything you tried to throw for throw at you. Can't keep making that excuse, man. And this guy has beat you twice. You can't can't keep making excuses, buddy. But yeah. also, they it seemed like they did a double turn here. Now, yeah. I I was I was curious coming out of the promo on Collision. Collision was also very, very good. Really good fucking show. Oh my God. Ridiculous. Um, but he cut that promo and there were a few things in there that I was like, this guy turning heel, like him, him saying, Yeah, you know, I did some terrible things before. But, you know, and I don't regret any of those things. But, you know, moving forward. I, I like, had to. Yeah, he's like, I, essentially, I, I, I had to to get to the world championship. And it's like, oh, okay, I see. I see. Yeah. The, also, you know, the black history part of it and him bigging up other people, bigging up Kofi, giving giving Athena the nod, uh, Ron Simmons. I was like, this kind of feels like a baby face promo. That's a baby face as fuck promo for sure. And then afterwards, him at the end uh, telling Nana, no, 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 don't interfere. We don't want to give him any excuses i was like that feels like a baby face promo again and so when we got to the match and he was also just beating him he wasn't doing anything like sneaky or nefarious to beat him i was like this feels like a double turn and then even the way hangman act- acted afterwards i was like hangman's acting a bit heelish here him still making excuses and him going you didn't beat me and all these things i was like this feels like a double turn and it really tells a story because of what happened at the end of the show too like if your homeboys are super duper heels like what's hangman looking at he's like well what the fuck what am i getting then like he has a reason to be mad he has a reason to be heel. really great story to be told i didn't expect um i i was i was gonna say i didn't expect them to turn swerve hill but the way that he's been like he's over. post that uh the second match the the texas death match i'm like there's no way that it's undeniable Still at over. this point like he's so over when his theme hits nana's over as fuck the dance like People yeah. want this guy to be world champ. So, yeah, he should be a, a baby face at this point, especially like I'm interested in seeing one uh, hangman page as a heel. And Samoa Joe's such a strong heel that he needs more baby faces to try to combat him anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this definitely if it wasn't a, if it wasn't legitimate uh, double turn, it definitely feels like they're planning to see the both mm-hmm. of these guys turning. Um, yeah. And I'm here for it. I, I yeah. You know, I'm a Swerve fan, so I'm gonna cheer him regardless. Um, totally. I he 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 spoke a lot of truth in that first promo with him. Sorry, man, he was right. <laughs> yeah, it's that he hasn't not uh, spoke truth the whole time. Like, all right, yeah, he's spitting, yeah. and that, that's uh, people trying to like turning that into like uh, somebody saying that uh, that that the Black History Month thing is making Hangman look racist or something, or this whole thing is making Hangman look racist. Like, that's so sick, dude. Like, why would you do yeah, that? Let, yeah, let's, let's calm <laughs> What? Down. I mean, yeah, let, let's uh, calm down. But I, I, I mean... Great match, though. Great match. Um, I, I think these guys have a monumental feud, and I would like to see it keep going. Um, we, of course, got out of this the announcement that both of them will be facing Samoa Joe for the yep. AEW World Championship at Revolution. Um, Swerve is the first black man to challenge for the AEW World Championship at a pay-per-view. Of course, the first, the first black man to challenge at all is Scorpio Sky, but Let's that was on TV. On. Swerve is the first man, black man to do it at a pay-per-view. And the first black man to win, question mark, Phil? 
I I've been saying for the longest you got to put that belt on him, man. It's time. He's he's ready. Mm-hmm. Um um I can understand not being ready to end Joe's reign quite yet, but yes. I it it's it's inevitable at this point. Even if he doesn't win at Revolution, I think it's happening sometime. But this is a this is a good way to them announcing the triple threat match a good way to keep heat on Swerve without him potentially losing. Um yeah. having this and keeping it on Joe, but yeah, this this year can't end without Swerve having been AEW world champ. You just run into a, I guess, a crazy good issue. You got Osprey and Okada coming in. People that are gonna, Kenny Omega is gonna come back eventually. People that are gonna have a strong stake and strong claim to that championship. The uh, the main event world title scene in AEW is gonna get ridiculous soon. But right now, these three guys, that main event match at um, Revolution is going to be insane. And uh, I'm really excited about it. This match was a great way to start the show. Puts heat on both of those guys. I think they both look strong coming out of it. Hangman looks super strong kind of in his, I'm potentially going to be a heel thing. So it was really good work. Yeah, uh, we got uh, we got to see more of the CMLL guys. Um, I'm not a CMLL fan like that. I see stuff here and there. But, um, man, if you are not an Etch Zero fan, buddy, you are... You are you got to be a fan now because after seeing two matches of this guy, seeing the Brian match on Saturday at Collision, um, just seeing how he's presented, the entrance is cool. Literally comes out there with fire in his hand, bro. Uh, then then comes out there and he's hitting you with the technical wizardry, giving you a completely different side of Lucha Libre. Um, man, that Brian match. How often do we see Brian dancing on skates? Like Brian dancing being like, get off of me, dudes. Leave me alone. Like he never, we never seen Brian dancing in a wrestling match. He was in one with Zack Sabre Jr. And he wasn't running away. Echicero was like on this guy's ass, like white on rice, man. Had had my man on the and one tape, bro. Had had them ankles (laughs) on skates, bro. (laughs) You know, my guy, I'm like, Brian dancing is in a pretzel right now. This is crazy as hell. He usually puts people in the pretzels. I loved it. Yeah, he was great. You had, <laughs> yeah, the biggest hater on the world on commentary oh the whole God. time, hyping up at your zero. <laughs> yeah, Nigel uh, was having a time of his life watching Brian be pretzeled in that damn ring. Time of his life. I, I loved it when he uh, when he he does his uh, submission that he always does, where he starts doing the surfboard, and he's like, "Oh, we've seen this already." And then when Etch Zero does, he was like, "Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Etcher Zero looked amazing again at Dynamite, mm-hmm. folding guys up, um, man, killing it. That match, those three guys versus BCC, Fire. incredible, man. Yeah. And it just feels like um, if you were one of those guys, it's like, man, we got to return a feeling. It feels like watching AEW shows again, it feels like we're back, man. The crowds yeah. are loud throughout the shows again. Like the wrestling is hot, man. It just feels like the product, the energy is back, man. Um, yeah. The, that match gave me the, the that's the vibe that AEW needs to continue with of that specific match of BCC the yeah. fucking aces of your company against the fucking luchadors from another company we're doing crossover matches like this is the feeling this is the shit that yeah. it's all about coming out of that I was like Mox, this is what the fuck I'm talking about man Mox Mox talking his shit again man yeah. bro it, it feels like it feels like we're back I thought the women's yeah. match was also good. I, mm-hmm. I continue to say that Red Velvet has been Red amazing since crazy. she's got back. Had a great mm-hmm. match with Tony. Uh, Tony being Tony afterwards, uh, giving all of you uh, 
sickos online <laughs> something to thirst over where where her uh her stare down sniff down whatever you want to call it with uh diana perrazzo sniff down is nuts bro sniff down is crazy that <laughs> <laughs> sounds absolutely crazy um <laughs> but man i i love what they've done with this feud like they took this feud that could have been just like kind of a run-of-the-mill thing with diana and diana feels like a big star this feels like a big pay-per-view um feud big star um really love what they're doing with this going forward uh yeah i'm excited that they it seemed like that potentially wasn't going to be a pay-per-view match but it's now officially a pay-per-view match diona's earned every piece of this and i think yeah. coming out of this honestly two weeks ago i didn't think so but i think at this point that she could win i don't think she's gonna win but i think now it feels more and more like she's gonna win like I it think feels like it i don't know if she will but it at least feels like it you know I th- I think the the best thing that I've noticed is kind of a small detail is that um, if the criticism of Tony coming into this feud is that all right man let's you focusing focusing too much on the shenanigans you focusing on too much of like the humor and stuff um, she's kind of forced her to wrestle serious matches if yep. you looked at all of the matches she's wrestled since this Diana stuff has happened. Um, Deanna is forcing her more and more to get in her bag. Like, look, stop it. You better take me seriously or mm-hmm. I'm going to beat you. Um, I mean, uh, Deanna wrestled Red Velvet and then look who wrestled Red Velvet immediately yeah. afterwards to be like, I could do that too. Like, it's a really good story that they're telling. Yeah, I, I really like what they're doing with them. Um, uh, I thought the main event was also very good. Um, main event? I... <sighs> the Stinger. I think, I think Ricky and Big Bill were put in an awkward spot in the way that they won the belts and just their reign. But Offer I really it. liked them as a tag team, man. I think Same. that they're a great tag team. I thought that this did a good job of uh, presenting Big Bill as a credible threat. I think Big, Big Bill has oh, come man. over really, really well out of this tag team. Remember been- we heard a story one time and someone was like, oh, Big Bill, think- like, Big Bill thinks he's the great, like he thinks he could be the number one wrestler in any company. And then after that, he proved it. I was like, when I heard that, I was like, all right. But then like after that, he has been exactly what he says. Big Bill is one of the most improved wrestlers in yeah, all of pro wrestling, sure. the point that he from the release of WWE, all that crazy stuff that's kind of that started to happen and him getting all the shit back together. But being a better, more dominating, brooding, fucking exciting ass wrestler, the work that he did in this match, Bill, that fucking caught catching Darby for that boss man <sighs> slammed uh, fucking Black Hole slam on the outside, um, catching Sting. Uh, just being charismatic and big and looking great, man. Big Bill came out of this looking like a star. Ricky Starks is already a star. He's already on his way. He, of course, like being attached to that has helped. But Big Bill, uh, this is three tag teams in a row, Phil. I thought the tag team with Brian Cage was awesome as fuck. Yeah. I thought him and Lee Moriarty was good as fuck, too. And now he's with uh, Ricky Starks, and he's knocked it out of the park every single time. Got to get props to Big Bill, go, man. Go, go figure. This, this guy is good in tag teams. I mean, the way we he were is. introduced into him, the, the time when he was arguably at his most popular was part of a tag team. Yeah. Um, and this guy came in here, and he's been smoking it in tag teams. But yeah. the the time that I really looked and I was like, hey, man, they might have something in this guy. Remember when we were in that crowd? I think that that was uh, – was that Revolution or Double or Nothing where they had the Battle Royal and – 
Big Bill was just tossing guys out mm, left and right. With that I revolution that was dope. Was it revolution or double or nothing? I can't remember honestly. Huh? But yeah, I do remember that the crowd was hot. I, I remember because we were sitting next to each other, and I was like, mm-hmm. I kept looking like, "Yo, this guy, Big Bill, man." Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it was double or nothing. Somebody okay. saying in the chat, but yeah. yeah, nah, I was like, "This guy, Big Bill, man." They might have something in this guy, and I've been continued to be more and more impressed with him since then. Uh, he shows a lot of charisma, like you said. The more and more he shows of like his real self in character, mm-hmm. uh, coming out there and having this match with the Tims on, Mint Tims. <laughs> like, what what are we doing, bro? That's hard. His, his shoe game is always uh, always crazy. Like, and yeah. you know, he's putting it together in ring. He looks like a million bucks. Yeah. Like. They got something at Big Bill, man. They do. They really Bill's do. Bill's not fucking around, man. He could be a future TNT champion or, or, or champion somewhere. It's really crazy. But the story of this match was, of course, the undefeated Sting and Darby Allen are your new AEW world champions. I thought coming into Revolution and the story that they're telling with the EVPs, formerly known as the, as the Young Bucks, that one of these tag teams was going to win the tag belts going into the show because i think that's probably the best story to tell at revolution mm-hmm. and i thought if potentially that darby and sting could do it and they did it now my question is what do they do at revolution do they beat sting in his last match but they could potentially have sting retire as the uh, aw tag team champions how'd you feel about the match and the win for darby and sting i thought the match was great because I, mm-hmm. I thought I thought they had the perfect opponents uh, for Ricky and uh, Big Bill. I thought that they were very giving to them in this match. They were. Um, I thought that uh, Ricky Sting looked, jumping off a of shit still is it's still crazy. Crazy. I, you know. crazy. Him him climbing up on on high things and doing flashes. <laughs> like what are we doing in twenty twenty four, man? Twenty twenty four. He's a grandpa. Guy, this guy is still doing this, still looking great. Had his oh him out. having the two stings there. Yeah, that's that was yeah. pretty good. Have, having his sons out there in the crowd and. He's out there. Two uh, more stings. <laughs> out there styling on people, jumping off stuff, man. Uh, like you said, the Darby spot where Darby hit his tope. And we've seen him hit that tope on people super hard. Looks like he's getting fired out of a cannon. This mm-hmm. guy comes flying out of the ring and gets planted with that boss man slam. Nah. Absolutely awesome. The, the the finish was really cool. Him uh, staying countering that spear and then turning it around into the, the death drop. Loved it. I yeah. thought I thought it was a really good match for them. I thought that they ended up looking like a dominant tag team. They did. Uh, if it doesn't feel like this is just tacked on story of all right, we'll make them tag champs because we need some way to make him a champion before he finishes up. No, the story since day one is that he's been in this great tag team with Darby and they're undefeated, and so that is the right way to end his time with AEW because his storyline with Darby has been the story, and mm-hmm. so. I really like the idea of him and a pillar of the company winning the tag belts together. And then the guys that are supposed to be like this fixture for tag team wrestling Mm -hmm. are not even in the rankings. Mm -hmm. And then they come in and then use their executive power, kind of like what's happening at another place of an executive trying to force themselves into a championship match. Um, I, I thought that this was good. I thought that the, the heel stuff at the end was a really good way to close out dynamite. I thought that that was a, I, I think the the <laughs> I think the music they debuted 
yesterday was great as well. I don't know if you saw Rampage them debuting the Succession uh, S theme song was great. Um, wrestling in the in the stuff that they beat Sting and Darby uh, up with still had the same white suit with the blood all over it. Um, that theme, very interesting theme, very interesting. Yeah, uh, I I liked it. I thought it was a succession. I've never seen Succession, so I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't really watch the show, but I've I've seen. Um, Twitter has told me over and over that that's what it is. It's a Succession um, parody, and I, I, I man, I I really like the way they ended the show. I I I say all the time, Hill Young Bucks are the best Young Bucks. Way better. I prefer you, Year Young Bucks yeah. a thousand times to Babyface Young Bucks. Yeah, when you get them out there healing it up and and doing all the trolling and stuff, I'm here for it. I thought all of that stuff was really good. Um, yeah, really, really good episode of Dynamite. Strong as Dynamite. It's one of the best of all time. And I think uh, capping off that show with Sting being the champ is like yes. AEW as fuck. Like, it, it, it's a uh, morale had to be high as fuck after a show like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, th- listen. If you're one of those people that are like, stop putting the women in the death spot, the women were in the first hour. Um, there's a lot to like about this dynamite, man. I think there was a lot to be optimistic for uh, for the rest of 2024 coming out of this. Um, you could yep. see the trajectory for Swerve as well. Um, you could see that even based off of Rampage, they still plan to do big things with Top Flight. Top Flight's getting a match with uh, the EVPs going forward. Um yeah. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Wednesday, baby. Good work. Yeah. No, great work. They're killing it. Yeah, really, really good dynamite. And like I said, collision collision before that was really good as well. We got the, the Brian Echizero match. We got mm-hmm. uh Brian Keith versus Eddie Kingston on that card. Mm-hmm. Got Red Red Velvet wrestling Serena Deeb as well. A lot to like about that collision. Oh, Main event was fire as well. Yeah. It was a, re- a really good show. They got a good one coming up tonight, too. I mean, OC and Ishii are going to uh, definitely tear it down. Uh, we got a few Super Chats before we get up out of here, you guys. Uh, Will Chisholm says, big up to Jade Cargill for having a Super Bowl ad without having a single match. Still mad we won't get that Jade versus Mercedes match, though. Um, Maybe someday. I don't know. It's not, it's not the end of the world. It could definitely still it, happen. It, but yeah, it could sh- eventually happen. Shout out to Jade. I saw that their commercial with Abby Plaza, and that's a big, big deal. Yeah, already getting the commercial, but listen, Jay's a star, man. We've been saying it. Put on TV. She wasn't on SmackDown last night? She wasn't. She showed up on the SmackDown after Royal Rumble, so last week, yeah. um, because they're, you know, of course, putting over who they're going to sign to certain mm-hmm. brands. Tiffany signed to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that Jade is going to go to SmackDown because you got all of the people that um, all of her feuds would make the most sense with. Like, yeah. Tiffany versus Jay makes a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. Bianca's also on SmackDown. I believe Naomi's on SmackDown as well. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to go to SmackDown. And I think kind of filling the role that of Charlotte, Charlotte being gone while she's gone, yeah. it makes more sense for her to go to SmackDown. Uh, Ryan Lambert says, shout out to Hoochie Cheryl. <laughs> Hoochie Cheryl came in tearing shit down. Uh, Will Chisholm says, can we please get rid of Adam Cole's group? It was a good idea in theory, but they look dumb. Wardlow is a zombie. That's not over. They really need MJF to help this. Um, I didn't want to say it, but I have said it a whole bunch of times on the AEW Dynamite post show with Denise. That team is dead in the water as fuck. Holy shit. Um, I think that it says something about the way the AEW ended the year and how it was very divisive. The crowd was very much not interested in some of the sports entertainment stuff. And I think that it shows like the last vestige of the Mac stuff that's left on TV. 
crowd is not really into it, man. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's so much that those guys are doing something that bad. I just think people want to see the wrestling. People don't want to see the over the top character stuff. Um, I do think that Orange Cassidy versus Roddy is going to hit. Yes. Um, and that might turn something. Because Roddy could fucking work. But yeah, you know. I do think that will turn some things around. But we got to get Max back into the storyline with them and really move forward. And I think not having Adam Cole be able to wrestle also hurts it. It does. Um, like him being like carted around in a wheelchair. Him wobbling in, it just doesn't hit. It doesn't. Heart. It doesn't really hit. I, but I think once he's ready to wrestle, um, I don't know what the status is on Kyle O'Reilly as well. Like we possibly possibly get Kyle back. Um, that could if change. We get it. the healthy, healthy Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly back. Things yeah. could change. For I, sure. I'm not totally ready to write it off just yet, but it has been rough. I wrote the check. It's gone. Uh, Ravon <laughs> F2 says, Hangman and Swerve matches collected at Blu-ray when all, should be a collected Blu-ray when all said is done would be nice. AEW still does a couple of releases on to Blu-ray, I think, uh, in the last couple of years. So that could happen, yeah. Uh, Will Chisholm says, I love BCC, but please don't let AEW jobber that don't win come and help them. It's like when Sting and Lex Luger would face the NWO and WCW jobbers would help. Oh, you're talking about when like Daddy Magic and those guys show up and it's it's like, these are the big guys. Why don't you send some other big guys to help them? I get it. That makes sense. That makes sense. They're not jobbers. Though. I wouldn't call them that. No, 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 man. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Daddy Magic, uh, seems like we officially have an end to the outcast um, as of last night. Um uh Ruby figured out the jig is up and she uh left uh Saray hanging, man. She left her waiting for that tag and she jumped out of the ring and she left. So it'll probably be the last time we hear the Outcast theme song, guys. Unfortunate. We'll always have those good times here on the pod. So you doing the cover. Banger of a theme song. Mm -hmm. We'll always have the memories, man. Outcast. Nice knowing y'all. And then our last super chats of the day, Delayed Grat says AWAF trademark and reg. It was AEW as fuck at the last uh, the end of that show. So I mean, Young Bucks are sorry, EVP, Sting, Darby Allen, AEW as fuck. Yeah, vibe vibe is uh vibe is back, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had a we had a long Jericho match. Vibe is back, buddy. I thought we were just gonna let that one stand where it was. It was it was it was it was an alright. I mean, Takeshita right? could fucking work, so it was good. Takeshita, but... I thought I thought it was an alright match. I I wasn't you know over the moon for it like I saw some people, but. It, 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 I, I, I don't think that it, um, I don't think it halted to the momentum of the show because it was still a very, very good show, and Agreed. I thought it, it fit with the rest of the tone of the show. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, yep. Thanks everybody for submitting super chats. You guys are cool. Yeah, appreciate you guys as always. Just want to double check and see if we have any humper chats before we get up out of here. I'm trying to go celebrate some Black History Month things. I'm surprised, you guys. It's a Lunar New Year, uh, as many of you know. And I live in, like, the Asian part of Oakland. So fireworks have been going off for the last 24 hours. Like, the podcast probably going to be nothing but fireworks. But we got through it. No fireworks, you guys. So shout out to everybody <laughs> celebrating the Lunar New Year today. Yeah. Uh, we do have a few. Uh, we got one from Bizarro Big L. said, I finished my story before Cody. I called this show. And <laughs> debut debut months back, uh, they did 4K on pre-sale. Uh, the crowd's going to be loud. The only thing crazier would be a mighty, mighty Boston's reunion. <laughs> uh, Why mighty, mighty Boston's? Uh, two women's matches tonight. 
Uh, only positives ahead for AEW. Uh, yeah, man. Look, the the pre sale numbers for Big Business are doing really well as expected. Um, I think that it's a, the tickets are officially on sale today. Yep. Um, I don't I don't know what the tickets are doing, but pre sale numbers were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, from Board Duty says seeing Sting and Darby win the titles in person totally made driving through a snowstorm worth it. Shout out to my old high school wrestling buddies. Um, Mondo Rocks and Robbie Litt uh, <laughs> debuted on Rampage against the Bucks. Yeah, that's right. They were there. Uh, I just saw so those fun. guys in, uh, they wrestled on the West Coast Pro Show last week. I think their name is, their official tag team name is Sky High. They're really good. Um, um, Sky High. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that is all of our Humper Chats. It has been a pleasure as always, guys. If you were hoping we were going to possibly get close to four hours again, <laughs> Like we did last week. We're not going to do that. Um, I appreciate you guys, as always, sending your super chats and your humper chats. Appreciate you guys checking in and being a part of the conversation, as always. But you know what it is. This has been Crapsody. I'm Phil Lindsay. That was Righteous Reg. We are out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc